Hey, Drinking Buddies. Before we get into it this week, oh, just a word from our sponsors. This week's episode is brought to you by Ghost Tequila. 80 proof, 100% agave, Blanco Tequila with a ghost pepper kick. You can make amazing spicy margaritas, Bloody Marias, or just do it as shots. Ghost Tequila is available at www.ghosttequila.com and a handful of states, including California. Pick it up. You will not be disappointed. As always, we're brought to you by Laughable. Laughable is the number one iOS comedy, just not even just comedy, number one podcast app. Not only can you subscribe to your favorite shows, you can subscribe to your favorite artists. You like a comedian? You can search them. You can see every appearance they've ever made. It's the best app. It's how I listen to podcasts. This week, we're drinking with Richard Alexander Pomez. He is one of the co-creators of Ghost Tequila. He used to be the number one brand ambassador for Fireball Whiskey. The man has been around liquor for a very long time, and he had a super interesting career path to how he got from New Orleans to where he is today. This was an awesome episode. We did some drinking. We nerded out. Enjoy, guys. What's going on, Richard? Thank you for <laughs> hey, being how on. are you? Is that it? Are we on? Yeah, we're All right, on. Cool, sweet. There's you're not going to play a theme song on your piano or something no, like no. that. <laughs> My grand piano sitting in the living room. Right, right. I see it right now. That's totally there for everybody listening at home. It's definitely a thing. I live in a <laughs> palatial Hollywood apartment and with my grand piano. And <laughs> You're Liberace, basically, more or less. With less naked men hanging out, right? Slightly less. <laughs> I mean, we'll see how you end up by the end of the show. <laughs> Give me a couple more drinks. Cheers we're to that. Drinks. We're, Cheers. we're drinking ghost tequila right now, yeah? Oh, yes, yeah. we are drinking ghost tequila. Salud. Ugh. Once again, the return Ugh. of the spicy margaritas. Hey, how's it going? This is, yep. Well, so... We kind of uh, we skipped an intro. Do you explain who I am before this in an yes. intro? Okay, yeah. cool. Because I'm very confused. I don't know who I am. I just wanted to make sure, you know. <laughs> we got you. I think we know who you are. <laughs> You'll have to excuse me. I'm basically cracked out on coffee after sitting in the car for three hours. Uh, so then I'm going to start drinking. So this is this is going to get ugly real fast, guys. Beautiful. That's what we that's what we hope for. Good. All right. We sweet. hope for that kind of madness. <laughs> Good. <laughs> So what's been going on? You were just at TwitchCon? I was at TwitchCon this past weekend. Jelly, because um, I really wanted to go to that. I know, right? I well, mean, it's not like E3, obviously. No. We're just talking about this. How it's right. Like, it's a little different, because, you know, like, for those that are more into, like, you know, the pop culture of games and stuff like that, you know, E3 is the kind of place you want to go for something like that. Whereas TwitchCon is, and I've never been, so maybe you can kind of put a little, shed some light on it. It's kind of more about, um, you know, the platform and more techie stuff, right? Yeah, Would exactly. Yeah, 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 definitely. I, I'm I'm a big old video game nerd. Have been since I was a kid. Oh yeah, and, and so yeah, so uh, you know, console gaming's my thing. Mm-hmm. All the way, you know, I'm a big Xbox One player uh, right now. Yeah, up, Xbox. Up, yeah, I know, right? Yeah, suck it, P, uh, PlayStation gamers. I have both, so <laughs> yeah. Okay. Every time people, every time people try to make me choose, I'm like, I swing both both ways. There's no choosing. <laughs> for me. Like, typical. Hashtag typical. But I have um, like all my old systems, anyways. I have like my NES, my SNES, my um, I have a PlayStation One, Two, Three, and Four. I have Xbox Three Sixty, yeah. Xbox One, PlayStation One through Four. I have my Sega Dreamcast still. Nice. Um, my N sixty four, GameCube, Wii. 
I'm trying to think. I still have my Atari somewhere at my grandma's house, but all my other old systems are at my house. Damn, so. girl. You're not old enough to have Atari or even know That's what that is. That's the first system I ever played on was an wow. Atari. Wow. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. I have all my stuff in my mom's attic somewhere. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. somewhere in boxes. I gave my Dreamcast to a friend when I moved to L.A. I kind of regret doing that yeah i still have mine because most of my games because remember the dreamcast you could like bootleg games yeah just like burn it onto a cd and then just play it and it was one of the first consoles that could connect to the internet so it had all kinds mm-hmm. of uh, like backdoor ways you could break in to download games and yeah. games and things uh-huh. like that uh-huh. yeah short-lived console but oh man it had some really good games on it yeah it did x-men versus or marvel versus uh capcom 2 was the best on dreamcast yeah i never played that on the dreamcast i played marvel versus capcom 2 on my probably playstation my huh? playstation 2 or 3 two. yeah it wasn't as good on the other consoles yeah yeah and yeah. i downloaded it uh for xbox 360 and eh, you know eh, the xbox eh. controller's not great for fighting games no it, yeah i i've been playing a lot of uh Injustice 2 lately. Oh yeah, Injustice 2 is great. I'm, I, you know, this is going to start a flame war. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure of it. But uh, I, I'll take the Mortal Kombat engine over the Street Fighter Capcom engine. Oh, have you ever er, played Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe? Yeah, it's so yeah, weird. Dude. Yeah. Dude. yeah. <laughs> well, apparently that was the because they did a bunch of Mortal Kombat games. Then they did Mortal Kombat versus DC, and then they started doing Injustice. So I'm assuming that mashup kind of gave them the idea to do just an all DC fighting game. But mm-hmm. man, that game is so weird. And like you could only perform fatalities on the Mortal Kombat characters or the villains from DC. You couldn't perform fatalities on like Batman and Superman. Wait a minute. Do you remember that? that? Are you talking about Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, what do you mean? Wait, say that one more time. You said that. The fighting game. Yeah, no, no. I played it, but you're okay. saying that you can't do fatality. Oh my God, that makes sense. You now. can't. So the. Because um, I was playing it the other day, not the other day, like a couple weeks ago, I was playing it with my roommate because he had never played it before. Yeah. And um, Matt's so bored he's leaving. <laughs> what? Matt is so bored he's leaving this conversation. <laughs> oh. um, Sorry, continue. And I, I, uh, I, um, there was like, there was like, I can't remember what characters we were playing as, but for some weird reason, whenever we would get to the point where we're like, oh, do a fatality, do a fatality, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. then we would go into the, you know, cheat code into the menu to right. see like what to push, and then it wouldn't show it, and I'm like, how come it's not showing it? But now that you're saying this, I'm like. Probably makes sense now. <laughs> I mean, how can you rip Superman's head off? Right. Yeah. It doesn't work. But I read an interview at some point, because I'm that nerd who reads, you know, backstory about how video games are made, that they said that DC would not allow the heroes to die. You could perform fatalities, I'm pretty sure, obviously on the Mortal Kombat characters and on the DC villains, but not the, the, the heroes could not perform fatalities and you could not perform fatalities on them because they wanted to maintain the purity of, uh... you know. Something like that. Interest. But they all yeah. effectively have fatalities in Injustice. Yeah, but they nobody dies. You're talking like there's the super moves. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. in Mortal Kombat, it's all about the gore, I feel like. You right. know, Mortal Kombat versus like other fighting games like Street Fighter and stuff like that. Like they don't have stuff like that in Street right. Fighter. Mortal Kombat's all about the gory, like, you know. They have videos on YouTube of like hours long of just the fatalities. <laughs> right. I may have watched that the other day. Yeah. yeah we, I've watched it. A I was times. we like spent forty five minutes watching. I'm like, oh my god, there's still another hour of this shit. What are we doing with our lives yeah. right now? But it's true. Good times. Because that's what it's all about. It's about like, oh, you just ripped his head off and then <laughs> And shit down his neck or shit something like that. Shit down his neck yeah. or something. Yeah, like something awful. It's, yeah, that's exactly... Speaking of old school, like, violent video games, did any of you guys play Time Killers back in the day in the arcade? Is that the one where you stepped on the pedal and you'd pop up or down? Mm-mm. No. It was a fighting game where... Oh, I was thinking of Time Splitters, but oh, it's not yes. a fighting game, though. Where you could just decapitate about. people, like, mid-match. Yeah, you had, like, each character had, like, a medieval weapon. Yeah, or you... one guy had a chainsaw. 
Okay, right. And they're, instead of waiting to the end to do a fatality, you just hit a certain button combination and you would just murder them like in the beginning of the match. Right. You, you could also right. chop off limbs. And if you press the limb button, once they were chopped off, you would just spray blood at your opponent. <laughs> it's like a Bushido blade. Oh, going, I miss Bushido going, blade. We're going deep now. I miss... Pe- People are just turning off the podcast at this point. Nah, they're like, these, nah, nah, these nah, fucking nah. nerds. You'd be, you'd be surprised. But they're like, well, all right, good. Yeah. What the fuck? We were here for sex stories, and now they're talking about killing each other on PlayStation. <laughs> I get, you know, I, I get more aroused by uh, killing people in video games than I do, you know. Dude, we used to do best, best out of three on Bushido Blade all the time. Just fucking me and my buddies back in high school, just hours of that. Especially after you crippled your opponent, and then for some reason, you charge the cripple and you just pop. <laughs> Kill you dead. The matches went so fast. Some matches would be like three seconds long. Yeah, just roll up to hit you in the head. I was a big broadsword player, so it's just oh, like, yeah. pop. Like a cloud from Final Fantasy. Just yep. swinging that whole thing around. Did you ever play Bushido Blade? Oh. Yeah. That was a fighting game. The second one I never played. Yeah, I didn't either. But the beautiful part about Bushido Blade was it was supposed to be a realistic fighter. So if you hit someone in the leg, they got crippled and could only hobble at you. <laughs> oh wow or if you hit them in the arm so it's arm- like realistic it's not like oh I'm still standing here after you right. like stabbed me in the eye yeah no <laughs> no hit mean? points like- no no life bar yeah. you hit someone in their arm their arm would stop working you hit them in the head they just fall over dead It's it sounds in theory like the most boring video game ever because it's basically just real life but uh, well, you know, but, like the Arkham. I remember when the first Arkham um, video game came out. You yeah. know, Batman. Mm-hmm. They made they tried to make it realistic with the way his like um, his uh, suit would start to weather, and then his facial hair would start yeah. to grow out. I think that was the one more specifically um, Arkham City. I think when yeah. he's like trapped at mm-hmm. Arkham or whatever, and like he has nowhere to go, he can't even get to the Batcave or whatever. And then like you, you could see the. Uh, how, like as the day, the hours, the mm-hmm. time passes, his costume just starts to get fucked up. It, it's very diehard, right? By the end, he's just like broken and yeah. bloody. And yeah, exactly. Most video yeah. games, like it's like the end of a cartoon where the next week the character's back to normal. But yeah. Arkham was just like, no, he just keeps getting hurt yeah, and just, bloodied it just, and bruised. Gr- yeah, it just gets worse and, yeah. worse and worse. Very diehard. <laughs> that needs to be a common theme in more video games. What's that? Just... Oh, the, the, the guy just the getting... Weathering the weathering. The realism. Yeah, the realism of like, yeah, like an RPGs or something. By the yeah. end, they're just crawling on the ground like Bushido Blade. <laughs> just like, can't stand up. Can't stand up throwing sand in people's eyes. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was another dirty move you could do in Bushido Blade. You can throw sand in people's eyes. That's yeah. pretty dirty. Holy crap, this drink is spicy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ooh. And you guys have... Uh, you've had this before. You you had a show where you drank it. Actually, right? a show that we did where you where we drank... Ghost Tequila, we killed an entire bottle. That mm-hmm. was probably our most drunk fucking episode. Definitely, because we moved on to bottle two of it. Yeah. It's it's pretty fun before I... I think that was before we had even met in person. Right? Yeah, yeah. And so I'm listening to this episode because we met through Bobby. Wait, you right? guys had never met before? Not in person, no. The first time we met was that night that uh, we, we went out, right? Yeah. Just that recently. was the first time you met? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. O-N-G. <laughs> I did not know. I that was guys- the night... That was the night we saw Mr. Belding. I yep. thought that you guys like went far back or some shit. Like you guys do each other. How no, we just bonded well. How <laughs> funny. We met. We met on Tinder. Uh, wow. It's like he's holding two bottles of tequila. So my friends. Or a Bumble BFF. <laughs> right. No. Um. We have a mutual friend, Bobby. Right. Yeah. Robert Dean for the folks at home. Okay. That's, you, okay. You guys know yeah. each other from Chicago. We do indeed. Okay. Cool. Chi-town. Oh wait, I'm supposed to ask you. Oh, I have to text some. I I met. Two people this past weekend in San Diego who you know, and it's a girl with a normal name and a guy with a weird name. And they said, "Lucy and Brian Street Team." Yes, Street Team. Yes. <laughs> they, oh, my homie. 
they said, uh, make sure when you see Matt to tell him we said hi. And then I walked away and completely forgot this dude's weird name, Street Team. Okay, yep. cool. That is Brian Street Team. Perfect. He will be on the show at some point as soon as we get him pinned down again. Mm-hmm. I ran into him at a Day of the Dead festival where we were uh, passing out tequila, basically. Awesome. How do you know that? Did he just like... I have no idea. Well, I don't know. He, he must, does listen he, to the show. He must listen to the That's show. That's what it was. He saw Ghost Tequila and said, oh, I listened to a podcast or something like that. And no, he definitely listens to the okay. show. Yeah. yeah. That's what it was. Because we've been on a few podcasts, but I, he just, he, he was like, oh, I listened to this podcast. And I immediately thought, I assumed it was this one. So, Yeah, porn performer. You know. Oh, is he really? Yeah. Oh, cool. That's, hence the last name. Ah, okay. Ah, I get it. Street team. That's how you can <laughs> identify us. Is none of us have real last names. <laughs> yeah all right i, I guess mean, I, need, I need a fake last name i too, only huh? go by my last name these days yeah no yeah and people don't really call me anything but mine either shit was i mean on here everybody knows me as annie but everywhere else i'm like i've dropped the annie and i only go by cruise oh yeah <laughs> yeah but people call me that anyways regardless like sure in daily life they're like yo cruise what what do you want it's just easier yeah well it's also very bro-y too because i'm like a bro so uh, yeah <laughs> I, I am not a porn performer, and I have two first names, and people kind of go back and forth. So I'm Richard. That's my, my real first name. But my middle name is Alexander, and my family and close friends from New Orleans, where I'm from, call me Alex. So it's very ah. confusing when I'm with people from both groups, and somebody says Alex, and then somebody says Richard. People get very, very confused. Oh, man. But, yeah. Uh, my cousin is like that. She has two first names. Yeah. It can get confusing, but if, if a random person comes down the street and they say Richard or Alex, I immediately know whether or not I should act professional or, you know, or it's somebody from childhood. Right, right. So, so what you're saying is we should start calling you Alex because we don't want you acting professional. No, I guess. Yeah, I guess you're right, huh? Yeah. So either way, whatever. You pick. <laughs> which, which version of me do you want to see tonight? <laughs> we'll let the ghost tequila pick. <laughs> It'll sort itself out, right? Exactly. Uh-huh. The more you drink, you know, well, yeah. Yeah, Alex comes out. For sure. Yeah. What kind of shit did Alex get into in New Orleans? Nolans. We had, um, so this past time I was in New Orleans, it was Ghost's one-year anniversary party of launching in New Orleans. Not the beginning of the company, but just launching in New Orleans. Um, Because we launched in Boston first and then New Orleans. Two of my business partners are from Boston. I'm from New Orleans, so... Kind of did those right after each other. Uh, so we had kind of this this crazy party at one of our favorite bars in New Orleans. Um, and then, uh, you know, split out from there, went to the French Quarter, that kind of stuff. Nice. Yeah. Any gory details for the fans at home? Gory? Oh. Oh, <laughs> oh yes. Oh, you put it that way. <laughs> Someone was mauled by a tiger. <laughs> it was a scary night. <laughs> was it the mascot for the university? Oh, LSU, yeah. Actually, that tiger died recently. Wait a minute, wait a minute. So someone did get mauled by a tiger. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, are we joking here? I'm, no, no, I'm like no, one actually, no one actually got mauled by a tiger, but LSU in Baton Rouge, yeah. they actually have a real tiger as a mascot, oh, like shit. in a cage. And I think it was euthanized recently because it had a lot of health problems, Aww. but it's also a tiger they keep in a cage by itself near a college, so no shit, it had health problems. You know? Like, yeah, like, why, so it was just confined to a fucking school just because it was their mask? Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they apparently they, they did their due diligence and got the permits and the laws and blah, blah, blah. And, Wait a minute, um, there's laws in Louisiana? Uh, a few. Yeah, a few. Wow. In certain parts. Some parts of Louisiana, you can't buy alcohol on Sunday. And you said this LSU? LSU, LSU yeah. Is this Lu- Louisiana State University? Yeah, it's in Baton Rouge, which, which is about an hour or so outside of New Orleans. It's kind of a separate world. You know, uh, Baton Rouge is very 
uh, conservative compared to New Orleans. One of the colleges that I went to did not have a cool mascot at all. What was it? Penguins. <laughs> Who are the penguins? <laughs> a Dominican University, a Catholic school in uh, Northern California. Okay. Yeah, Catholic University, and yeah, we were the DU Penguins, and I was like, okay, we're DU fucking penguins. penguins in Northern California. You'd think that we were if we were like in Alaska or something, sure, <laughs> like somewhere cold, sure. like, like yeah, we're the penguins, but in okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, if it makes you feel any better, New Orleans used to have a hockey team about you know twenty years ago, so that's fucked up. Really? What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was called the Brass. The games were actually fun, uh, wow. but it just didn't last because. Nobody cares about sports in New Orleans except football. That's the only one right, that people right, really right, support, right. you know, in the deep south. So, Damn. Good I love times. New Orleans. I was yeah? just there last year. Yeah. No way. For what? Yeah. Uh, dancing. I was out there dancing, and it was my best friend's birthday, so it was kind of like a double celebration because oh, we cool. were dancing together out there. Does your friend live in New Orleans? No. Okay. No, no, no. We, we, she, she was scheduled to dance out there, and then our agent, because we have the same agent, booked me for it when he found out that I was coming because okay. there was a whole, like, convention, I guess, that was going on. Where did you dance? And um, all over. There was, like, three different – because there was a, a dance convention going on, so we okay. did three different clubs, but all, all in the um, – uh, oh my God! In the French Quarter? In the, no, not the French Quarter. Um, Marini Bywater. Oh my God! Oh my God! Why can't Frenchman you? Street? Oh God! Central Business no, District. No, Bourbon Street. Bourbon Street. Oh, that, okay, that's, that's yeah, the French Quarter. The French Quarter. Yeah, yeah. Cool. That's where all the clubs are. Yeah, yeah. 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 You know? So that that's where we that's where we ended up dancing. But um, it was like you know celebration for her birthday as well. So it was a lot of fun. We got you know, we partied. <laughs> I bet you <laughs> to did. say the least. We partied. I bet you did. Yeah. But In it was New a good Orleans, time. never. Yeah, it was, <laughs> never. It was a good time. I love it there. Love it. New Orleans doesn't know how to party. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> right? <laughs> I would love to live in New Orleans, but I realized that, A, I would be like 500 pounds. Sure. I'd just eat fucking, you know, Creole all and that, Cajun food all the time. All that uh-huh. comfort food, man. Mm, oh, yeah. Mm-mm. And then I'd just be drunk and sweaty and fat. And mm-hmm. Yeah, that's basically what happens when you live there. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure that's a good look for me. It's, it's so weird um, being from there. And uh, hearing people's perception, you know, who are not from there of New Orleans, because you grow up there and it just I had no idea that the rest of the world was not like New Orleans. I grew up there thinking oh, everybody, you know, gets drunk at noon and you can <laughs> walk outside with drinks wherever you want. There's no last call. And, yeah. you know, everybody has Mardi Gras. And once I started traveling, once I was you know, a little bit older, it was like, oh, there's no place like this yeah. anywhere else. Um, which is weird, you know, and, and it's it's strange the culture that you're raised in in New Orleans. It's very it's one very much of like, you know, not that you can drink when you're super young, but it's kind of like not that big a deal. People are like, yeah, whatever. You're 17 or 18 here, have a drink, and you end up respecting alcohol younger than you would. Like in New Orleans, people drink, but they. It seems like people from New Orleans can hold their alcohol really well. And then you go down to Bourbon Street and you get all these tourists and they're falling down. Yeah. Drunk. Yeah. And so it's weird. It's, it's, it's almost like this culture of, um, you know, hey, we were raised on this. We're not going to eat all the food and drink all the alcohol. That mm-hmm. kind of thing. I don't know if that makes sense. but No, that totally makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Totally makes sense. I lived in Vegas for a number of years. The amount of times I actually stepped foot on the strip, maybe a handful of times. Right. It's how it is. Yeah. It's like... Um, Living in New York and going to Times Square. You're like, fuck no, I'm not going to Times Square. I live in New York. Why yeah. would I go to Times Square? And the tourists are all walking around Times Square looking up. And, you know, I, that's how New Orleanians feel about Bourbon Street. It's like, no, I'm a local. That's how I feel why about I go to Bourbon Street? I live right in the middle of tourist city. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I like being this far east. But, you know, my neighborhood, yeah. even though I live, like, right in the middle 
of Hollywood. I live like two blocks away from like the chaos, but it's like you walk two blocks away into my neighborhood and it's quiet. <laughs> it's kind of weird. Yeah. But um, that's nice. It's nice though. It's yeah. Nice, yeah. Not complaining, but I when I do walk because I walk to work because mm-hmm. I work in the middle of Hollywood. So every time I walk to work during the day, I'm always like, oh God, there's all these fucking tourists everywhere. And like, I, just today when I was walking to work, I see all these families and stuff. And all I kept thinking was they're definitely not from here because nobody would take their family <laughs> to the middle of Hollywood, you know, on Hollywood Boulevard and shit. Yeah. Like, let's go to Hollywood. Let's go hang out in Hollywood. I don't understand like- why people come here as tourists. This is a crap tourist town. It really it is. is. Yeah, like, I agree. What are you going to see? Stars on the sidewalk? Well, well that's you exactly, do? And, that, and that's exactly what boggles my mind when I do see these tours. Oh, let's stop and take a picture. You know, look, it's Michael Jackson's fucking star. And, and then I'm like tripping on people. I'm like, what the fuck? I literally have to walk because it, it it's amazing to me because, you know, I, I go to the office like almost every day um, and it, it never changes. It doesn't matter what time of day it is. There, there's always a hustle going on in the middle of Hollywood. To the point where I have to push through people just to get from point A to point B. Yeah. I walk like it's Black Friday. I'm like, get the fuck out of my way. Move. I'm trying to get to over here, you know? And then I got tour. I actually had a tourist ask me once, like, um, uh, do you know where, uh, where all the celebrities hang out? I'm like, are you seriously asking me this right now? Like, oh, oh but it's Hollywood. I'm like, where are you from? Arkansas. I'm like, okay, that's great. I have to go to work now. I'm right. leaving, you know? Like, it's just, um, it's crazy to me. Like, that how everybody is so enthralled with like, oh my God, it's the, the famous Chinese theater. I was just at Disney World. Um, have you ever been to Disney World? Uh, which Disney World in Disney Florida? World, the one in Florida. Yeah, yeah, so yes, I have. Funny story, continue. Okay, you, you can share that in a second. <laughs> yeah. So I was just there, and I've been there, you know, a few times already. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was just there like t- three weeks ago, I yeah. want to say, two, three weeks ago. And we went to Hollywood Studios out there, and it's just hilarious to me because they have like uh, – mini version of the Chinese theater. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're walking and I'm seeing all these people going crazy that I'm like, and I mean, my buddy were like, I bet you some of these people have never even been to Hollywood for oh, real. Definitely. And they're going nuts over this, this replica. And I remember someone that worked there, like made some kind of comment. And I was like, dude, I live right next to that. <laughs> like <laughs> the real one in, in LA, like this, you know, I, it's, it's hilarious to me. Like how, you know, just how everybody's just so... Yeah. I mean, but keep all, in mind, you know? for people who aren't from here, like, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, I've been to L.A. a bunch of times, and I still kind of get a little excited. Like, I've been to L.A., you know, uh, a dozen times maybe, mm-hmm. uh, but have only I've only lived in California for the last couple months. Um, oh, and, that's right. I think I remember you yeah. mentioning that before. Yeah, 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 yeah. But for me, like, I only just went and did the, um, the walk up to the planetarium, mm-hmm. um, only, like, on my last trip. So for me, I was always really excited about that. Yeah. And then you do it once, and you're like, okay, cool. I walked up an incline, saw the planetarium, and now I'm done, you know? Yeah. But for me, not being from here, I was always kind of, like, I understand why people get excited about coming to yeah, LA. Yeah, sure. But you're right. I mean, sometimes it's like, it's, it's overkill, right? Yeah. I feel yeah. that way about the French Quarter. Everybody's like, let's go get drunk in the French Quarter. I'm like, why? You can get drunk anywhere. It's the same yeah. thing. I would yeah, rather you know? go Snakes and Jakes. Dude, I cannot believe you know that place. That's I've been awesome. there multiple times. Snake and Jakes Christmas Club Lounge. Yeah. That, that is probably like top three favorite bars in New Orleans. I love that spot. Oh, my God. That spot is uh, – I hear keys clacking. Are you looking up that bar? So, uh, What is the bar called? Snake and Jake's Christmas Club Lounge. If you weren't, that's cool. I just thought it was funny that you started typing. No, I, I was, but then I was looking at it at the same time. <laughs> um, no, so the, the 
this is the rumor I've heard. Maybe it says this somewhere online, but the, the, so this is for Annie and everyone listening. There's this bar in new Orleans. That's in the middle of a residential area surrounded by houses. I'm looking at a picture of it too. Okay, cool. With the wreath on the front. Yeah. So this is a bar that's not in a commercial area. Somehow it kind of slipped under the radar for commercial zoning in a residential, a sleepy residential neighborhood. Um, it is a tool shed. When I say it is small, it is literally like somebody's tool shed with yeah. no windows. The only window is this little window that's blacked out on the front door, and it is pitch black inside. Yeah. Yep. It's pitch black inside, and there's a cat that lives inside the bar. There's and, a picture of the cat on the website. <laughs> yes, and this place can fit, oh man, maybe like 30 people comfortably, and the standing rule that I heard about years ago, and I've, I've only seen it happen once, was um, if you go into the bar naked, you drink for free all night. Oh, dude, why haven't I? So New Orleans trip? But, I would totally walk in there naked and be like, "It's drink free for the rest of the evening." Do I have to stay <laughs> naked for the rest? of the You know evening? what? I don't know. We should. I'll, I'll go ask that someone there. But it's, it's, no, let's find out the hard way. <laughs> let's just do it. Let's just do it. It's such. I'll a, bring my Batman robe, you know, so I can just slip that back on. Perfect. It's <laughs> yeah. such a dark bar because the only lighting inside is a string of red Christmas lights. Um, ah. So it's like pitch black. So even if you are naked, it's really not that big a deal, I guess. I mean, I don't really have a big deal with being naked, but you know. And I'm, you'd only be naked not, for like a bunch a, of locals and bartenders because that's who hangs out there. Right, yeah. right. Well, yeah. it's it's one of those places that now, because it's infamous, has started to get more tourists going out of the way to get there. It's like any cool place, right? People start to yeah. seek it out. Well, so. fuck, I'm sad I called it out on air then. <laughs> I know. We should I not was be like, talking. Right, everybody that's going to listen to this podcast is going to be like, I have to go check out this place now. Somebody who works at Snake and Jake's is going to like, like call me and be like, why the fuck did you tell everybody about Snake and Jake's? <sighs> I actually found out about it from Robert. Mm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, he's, he's, like, he's not from New Orleans, but he's also a guy that is filled with New Orleans knowledge. Well, he was there for, what, six, seven years? Something like that, yeah. yeah. And I mean that as a compliment because a lot of people who live there don't know all the ins and outs. So yeah, he's great. I like him. Shout out to shout out to what do you call, you call him Robert? Huh? Robert Dean, his professional name. He, he's doing well. He's 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 a very successful writer these days. He's he got is pieces indeed. in uh, I think in Vice and um, he's getting articles everywhere. Um, he just did another one for Farce the Music. Yeah, he's doing my bio for my IMDb. Thanks, Robert. Oh, nice. How much are you paying him for that? I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Tit nice. for tat on you know. Oh, speaking of, he was talking to me recently about writing an article about how he took his, his family to Disney World, which reminds me that you brought up Disney World. Yeah. And you asked me if I'd ever been Oh, there. yeah, yeah, yeah. And you said you had a funny story. So you asked if I had been in Disney World. Yeah. I used to work for Disney World. I used oh. to work for Disney. So, um, so I, I'm, I'm in the liquor business now, right? Right, right. Um, before, like when I was much younger, I went to school for theater. So oh, okay. I, I actually went to school for musical theater. I went to performing arts high school. Oh, wow. Okay. That, I know. This is like super left field, random. Um, but I did uh, some TV and some commercials and little bullshit in New Orleans when I grew up. A lot of musical theater. So um, didn't really know what I wanted to do for a long time in my 20s. Katrina hit uh, New Orleans when I was 20. And I basically lost everything. I mean, I had like six feet of water in my apartment. Man. So I was like, I don't, so yeah. So I was like, I don't know what the hell I'm going to do. I had a couple friends who were working in the college internship at Disney at the time. Mm -hmm. So I was like, fuck it, I'm going to Disney. So what's cool is that uh, if you have any kind of acting experience, Disney kind of fast tracks you into yeah. into roles. Mm -hmm. You know, otherwise they'll they'll kind of train you a little bit. But yeah, um, yeah. You know, but if you have acting experience, they're like, yeah, come on in, let's do this. So. I started, um, I, 
I don't know at what point when I give away the magic that Disney will try to sue somebody, but, um, but, uh, you know, the code word we used was I was friends. Uh, I'm using air quotes. I was friends with someone. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I was friends with Pluto and Tigger and, um, you know, it's all done by height range. So characters in that range. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't think I'm allowed to ruin the magic. So if there's any children listening, uh, fucking stop listening. Yeah, right. <laughs> Turn the shit off. Find your parents and then make them a cocktail. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. Indentured uh, children, indentured servants. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it's 100%. Like, if I ever happen to knock somebody up, wood. I need wood now. Um, <laughs> if I ever happen to knock somebody up, the minute that kid can walk, that kid's going to learn how to make cocktails. <laughs> I mean, I'll have to buy pints first. You know, I sure. couldn't imagine, you know, a kid pouring a full fifth, but... Right, right. It's you know, a lot of hand-eye coordination, right? Yeah, well, it's just a little heavy for a little guy. Oh, that's true. That's true, yeah. So pints should be manageable. Mm-hmm. Maybe start them off with airplane models. <laughs> have them build a ship in a bottle. <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, like, I've, I've got some weird stories about Disney. I, I'm I, you sure know, you do. Yeah. <laughs> some of them uh, appropriate for this, some of them not. <laughs> Um, I remember, uh, you know, Disney has like behind the parks, they have like the backstage areas, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and it's like, uh, you know, you hang out back there, people are taking smoke breaks, people are hanging out and just talking, shooting mm-hmm. shit, that kind of stuff. And, um, there was, uh, uh, <laughs> this sounds so stupid to say, um, fuck it. There was an Alice and a, like, I don't know, like a Cinderella or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they were just talking about, like, sex they had the weekend before and, like, Alice is smoking a cigarette, you know, and it's, like, childhood dreams ruined because I'm watching these two Disney princesses. Maybe your childhood. Yeah. <laughs> oh, My childhood. Touché. Fuck yeah. Touche. Yeah, so I'm watching these two princesses just, like, you know, be, uh, say things that princesses shouldn't say. And it was hilarious to me. It was like, this is amazing. I never thought I would see this. So did you ever hook up with any princesses? My girlfriend at the time when I worked for Disney was Belle. Um, mm-hmm. And this, this girl. Did you take her to the ball? <laughs> oh i see what you did there yeah. i had to i, yeah. I don't yeah. a few times yeah but this girl looked like she stepped out of the cartoon i mean she was the spinning image and then, well because i know when they cast the female characters and stuff like that mm-hmm. like the princesses and stuff they're very 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 well i had a girlfriend that used to i have a couple of friends that used to work for disneyland okay and they were saying that like you know the audition process is very very brutal it is <laughs> like they're very and you know when you see these characters they're like per, they're like perfect yeah <laughs> so you can only imagine but go on you're saying no it's fine yeah, um yeah. yeah i mean like yeah i don't remember exactly where i was going but to your point there's the what they call the fur characters which mm-hmm. are the people in suits yeah you know, where you wear a big head and then there's the face characters which is a prince or a princess where you can right. see their face and they talk and the fur characters are obviously much easier to get cast in whereas mm-hmm. the face characters you have to look like them you have to walk like them talk right like and them. talk like them it's much mm-hmm. more of an acting gig whereas the mascot the fur characters you can you know kind of get by with without being a real actor right 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 so, right. yeah i mean they give you a book and um please don't sue me disney i feel i don't know <laughs> <laughs> they, they give you a book and you have to memorize like all the signatures and like the backstories in case the kid asks you mm-hmm. you know like hey where's so-and-so and you're like oh they are here because that's what happened in the movie. and That's know. exactly, yeah, because my, my buddy that I went to Disney World, he used to work for Disney. Yeah. And um, and so, and you know, we, we went to a character breakfast and stuff like that, and he yeah. would, like, he, his favorite is Rapunzel. So, like, he started <laughs> asking questions. To He really was into, you know, what, what was the character's name? Um, 
Finn? Flynn? Flynn? Or is it... Flynn or Finn? I don't know. One I of, can't remember the name. Don't ask me. He, anyways, she, <laughs> he, he thought he was hot, so he was just like, oh, hey, and said something. And I don't remember the movie Tangled very much, but he like said something to him, and he just went off, and I was like, he knows his shit. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, you don't want to disappoint children. Yeah. They will be very sad if you don't know all the things about the movie that you are mm-hmm. supposed to be from. Yeah, it's and, it's crazy how like you know in character they are to that point, you know. And now they're gonna add all the Star Wars characters and the Marvel characters. Yep, just, they just got cool. Star Wars. Um, what's it called? Star Wars World or something? It's, um, well, it's called Galaxy's Edge. That's exactly you, what it's called. Because I remember, know. no, no, no. I remember, <laughs> I remembered walking through Hollywood Studios and it was like near the. Um, it was like on the. It was like near the Sci-Fi Dine-In, which yeah. is my favorite. It's restaurant like the back left when you walk in. Yeah, and there's this huge block off, and there was like a sign that said, "Oh, Galaxy's Edge coming soon, 2018." Yeah. And I was like, "Holy shit!" Oh, yeah. I mean, Richard Hasno, he's wearing a Star Wars shirt. Yes, of sure. I'm, I, I'm that. So I'm the kind of person that, like, when I can't sleep, I just stay up all night and read Wikipedia articles and watch YouTube. Mm-hmm. And so I end up, the, you know, the stuff I'm really into is like. Uh, besides the liquor industry is pop culture and sure, stuff. Yeah. So I'll stay up all night reading about like, oh God, I'm such a loser. I'll stay up all night reading about like the, the old rides at Disney world and mm-hmm. like the ins and outs of like how they were produced and designed and shit like that, especially working there really kind of like yeah. hungry for all that information. My, my friend, cause he's very, he's full of knowledge when it comes to like Disney stuff. Like he's like a walking history book basically. When it I comes will, to that I will challenge him. I oh, will you take should, him on. you should, because when we, we, we were actually there for Epcot's 35th anniversary. Oh, cool. And like they had all these these cool, you know, like happy 35th or whatever. And there was like this one area where they had a video playing of like the history of Epcot and how they had all these um, like because it's supposed to be an educational place. Right. right. And it, it was it was it was like less Mickey, more educational stuff. Right. And um, as the years went on, I guess people wanted more Mickey. And that's when they kind of started making it a little bit more like, I guess, kid friendly. Not that it wasn't kid friendly sure. before, but adding more gate rides and then kind of throwing some characters here and there and shit like that. Yeah. Um, and there was like certain rides that they had where I was like, I wish they still had that. Cause I would totally rock that shit right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, it, you know, you're, you're kind definitely... of disappointing a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I think when it started, it was 75, 25 with the 75 being the educational stuff. Yeah. Now it's a little bit more 50, 50. Yeah. You yeah. know, and they're adding, you're right. I mean, as kids and families want more, uh, like Mickey and kid friendly stuff, they're definitely adding a lot more. Yeah, because like the C's, they changed it to you know Nemo, Nemo for example, right. and then um, there's a couple of other. Different and they're changing made. the Ellen's Energy Adventure with Bill yeah. Nye to Guardians of the Galaxy. Exactly. Yeah. I was actually going to say that they're adding Guardians of the Galaxy, and it was funny because my buddy <laughs> knows nothing about Guardians of the Galaxy, and he's like, "What the fuck does Guardians of the Galaxy have to do with Epcot?" And I'm like, "Well, you know, it's space." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like, marketing. It, it'll make money. That's, That's what it has to do with Epcot. I can do you want me to explain you here I'll go, uh, go ahead, down a go super nerd wormhole. No, hole. please do cuz so, I love that shit. Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. uh Star-Lord, um you know, he was like a child of the 80s, right? Yep. And all this music yep. uh is his backstory. So, um the the story of this ride from what I understand, this might be hearsay, but this is what like a, mm-hmm. I read a Disney blog. From yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's because uh Flynn what the fuck is his name? You know, no. now I got confused oh, by. Oh god! Um, um, I got confused by. Ta- uh, now you got me all fucked Tingle? up. Tangle, tangle. <laughs> um, okay, Star Lord. The point is, is that Star Lord. Uh, Are you talking Quill. about Star Lord? Peter Quill. Peter Quill. Yeah, Peter Quill. I blanked out on his name too. I, think, and I, I just yeah. watched Guardians the other night. I think I'm, I just I'm, had a stroke. I blanked out on his name too. Yeah. <laughs> the the point is, please don't die. We're not doctors. Yeah. Um. 
so I, I think what's going to happen is they're going to make it about how he went to Epcot when he was a kid before he was taken by aliens and learned X, Y, and Z. And this ride is going to be going back in time with Star-Lord when he was a kid at Epcot and about him learning about X, Y, and Z. So it still has an educational component, but it's also... It's also going to be like, oh, look, Guardians of the Galaxy kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But here's yeah. what Peter Quill learned when he was at Epcot when right, he was a kid. Right, right. That kind of thing. My favorite Which ride is, cool is still, is still um, Spaceship Earth. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Spaceship Earth is like the best thing ever. Because, you know, talking about history, going yeah. back in time, and then, you know, where everything began. They're going to update that thing soon. They have to, because it's like, I think the... The future part is like, we have the internet. Yeah, and then it's like, <laughs> okay, we can move past that now. Right. How's the world of tomorrow these days? Uh, the In uh, Magic Kingdom? Sure. I, Tomorrowland. It's a great, big, well, beautiful I, I remember, tomorrow. That one? That's the Carousel of Progress. That carousel, oh, wait. What are you talking about? I'm not entirely sure. I went to Epcot in fifth grade. Oh, I think he's talking about – okay, no, not Carousel of Progress. Okay, so, no. I understand what he's talking about. So there's Magic Kingdom, which is a park in Disney World. Yes. Right. You there's, go inside yeah. Magic Kingdom, and there's six lands. Yeah. One of the lands is called Tomorrowland, and inside of Tomorrowland is a ride called the Carousel of Progress, which is the song that and you're I, singing. Yeah, and I love this that. This is how much of a fucking nerd I am. <laughs> well, not only that, Carousel of Progress needs needs to an update, too, because it stops in the 80s. They are. Yeah, they're it stops updating. in or no, the nineties? I think it it's the nineties. It's the nineties. They're wearing like they're a, wearing the VR yes. thing, and but it's still so nineties. And the oven talks. Yeah, the oven talks. The oven is Siri, basically. And then you're like, okay, you, need, you guys need to update this. Yeah, <laughs> but the thing, that thing's also cool. I like that one. Yeah. Man, wow. Sorry, wayside Disney tangent. I no, apologize. It's all good. I it's all good. I, I'm a total Disney nerd, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah, I've been to Disneyland once, and I've been to Disney World once, and that was with my grandparents when I was in fifth grade. Okay, yeah. I, d- I definitely think, you know, a lot of people think it's for kids. I definitely tell adults, go back when you're an adult because you can actually appreciate it. I agree. You're not like, I'm tired, I'm hungry, I'm, you know, you no, can actually totally agree. appreciate everything. Yeah. Oh, I just want to go to drink around the world. Yeah, that's fun. Oh, I always win when I go drinking around the world. My Ooh. buddy and I. We, I accept we, your challenge. Oh, let's do it because <laughs> I would, because you know, I, there's this, they have a scoring system. Yeah. And you get points for every food that you eat, every drink that you drink, and then a bunch of other shit. Wait, I get points for ride. food? I'm so fucking Yeah. Mean. But like, <laughs> but like when I went with my buddy, I would always, I would always drink, like there would be some countries where I would drink two drinks or whatever and eat something. And then I would like right. beat him a bu- bunch of, blah, blah, beat him by a bunch of points. Now in Mexico, they have, um, I don't know if they have it anymore. Someone was saying that they don't do it anymore, but I don't know if that's true. And I never confirmed it. But at my first trip out there, which was like a few years ago, um, he was like, because I'm a Scorpio, he's like, you have to do scorpion shot. Because they, they had, yeah. you know what a scorpion shot is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but where I, they take the scorpion from the tequila. and They, they don't do, do that at Disney anymore. They don't do it anymore? No. Oh, yeah, I luck. Well, when we went, they were still doing it because I asked for it. And... The lady came back and she was like, unfortunately, the bottle's too full, so I can't fish out the scorpion. I was like, so I looked at my buddy, damn, I can't do the scorpion shot. That's such a mm, womp. Sorry, can't do it. And then we, and then I never bothered to try again. And then someone was saying they don't do it anymore. So yeah. I was like, well, lucked out. That sucks. I've lucked. done scorpion shots in real life. Like, Yeah. Disney, I guess, is real life. I don't know. No, it's, yeah. yeah they, I mean, they really have them there, um, but they don't do it anymore, apparently, so... Does it count? Do you get bonus points if you actually drank in that country in real life? Like, you know, I've drank in Mexico, I've drank in Germany, I've drank... No, it has to be... And nothing to do in, with Disney. It has, yeah, it has to be in Epcot. I just want extra points for fucking doing it in countries. real life, God There's 11 countries. You can either start in Mexico, end up in Canada, or start in Canada, end up in Mexico. Yeah. And the, and the middle point is always America. Yeah, one of those... There's never anything cool to drink in America. You're like... One of those doesn't beer. work in real life at all. Yeah. You can't start in Mexico and end up in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Especially with like Morocco in the middle, it just doesn't work like that. Yeah, no. Yeah. Um, 
You know, I have to say something um, that I was thinking about earlier. So we're off on this huge, we've been talking about video games and Disney and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, since uh, since I met you through Bobby, I've listened to, you know, a couple of your episodes. And on the drive here, I drove from San Diego, uh, listened to some episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like this episode, uh, me talking right now out of all the episodes I've heard from you guys is the lamest so far. It's not. Because, wait, let me explain why. Because the, a couple episodes I've listened to, uh, I'll talk about, like, um, injecting things into penises, draining penises. Uh, some girl talked about having like a cross etched into her chest. Yeah. Right. Anal. All mm-hmm. those things. And I'm listening, and I'm like, "Oh, awesome, cool. This is a great podcast to go on." And then I get here, and we talk about Disney, which is my own fault, but I just think it's fucking hilarious. Well, okay. There are, pe- honestly, there are people at home. Okay, like, so when are they gonna? <laughs> I have another podcast that's completely pop culture nerd shit. Yeah. People love that shit, so it doesn't matter if if we talk about sex one episode and then we talk sure. about nerds because people can relate to that kind of shit and they like that. Sort nerds of thing. fuck too. This is yeah. true. This Speaking is true. Of which, and my so, other pro- and, my, and, and, and just a side note, my podcast where I talk talk about pop culture stuff, there's no talk of sex ever. Yeah. And people still love it. So oh, cool. Nice. Yeah. So, you know. I, I just thought it was funny because I was listening to episodes on the way here and I was like, this is going to be such a chain, uh, change of pace for these guys. So. Oh, no. We'll get it out of you. <laughs> okay, cool. So, did you ever take Bill in the costume? Uh, no, unfortunately. Uh, we made out in the costume, but oh. yeah, but I mean, Disney does not, I mean, I, the Disney police would have been on me in a second. They have eyes everywhere. You oh, know what I mean? yeah. Don't they have like the underground? Um, mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Would you have gone to Disney jail for that? The, Disney has its own jail and its oh, own police force on grounds. Um, I don't know what they would have done. I, they probably just would have fired me, you know, both of us, I'm assuming. So have you witnessed? Okay, because my buddy that used to work for Disney, he's told me some crazy stories that he's witnessed. Have you witnessed anything crazy while working there? Yeah, um, one time I was uh, in the back of Disney World, which is like the Toontown area, mm-hmm. um, where you can do like the meet and greets with a lot of the characters. Okay, why is Toontown always second class citizens? It's like that Roger Rabbit. Also, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> so fucked up. All the way in the back, they just stick them all the way in the back. Don't discriminate against Toons, motherfuckers. I think they're getting rid of Toontown at Disneyland too. They are for. Um, I think it's becoming the Star Wars area. I think they had. I to, believe so. In Critter Canyon, they had to knock down for Star Wars Land. Um, what the fuck was I talking about? Oh, okay. So I was in Toontown, um, and there was a kid that um, bit Tigger, uh, and uh, like you know. Tigger was there, right? <laughs> a kid who was taking a picture with Tigger bit Tigger, and you have all these like Disney Secret Service guys come in and like the Tigger like yelped. The you know the guy was like ah, and you have basically all these people coming out of nowhere. Who I mean, you know, at the drop of a hat, Disney could be sued by anybody. So you have these like Disney Secret Service people coming out and like pulling them apart and being like, "Are you okay? Do you want to press charges?" Blah blah blah, shit like that. Wow. So that was kind of weird, you know. And what I learned is that there's um. They're Disney Secret Service people all over the park. They're in plain clothes. They have headset. They have like a little earpiece in. Mm-hmm. So with every character, you'll see an attendant, which is a Disney person in right. full costume. Mm-hmm. They have like a lanyard and it, a name tag. It's very obvious that they are an employee. But then for every you know couple of those people, there's like a Disney Secret Service person in plain clothes walking around just doing, I don't know, just keeping their eyes open for anything that could go wrong, I guess. Mm. Looking yeah. for assassins. Yeah, I guess so. More or less, yeah. Looking for people trying to beat up characters, you know? I mean, and that's the other thing about being in those suits. You, you can't see everything. Right. So you are, 
you know, you are at the mercy of the, your handlers, quote mm-hmm. unquote. Yeah. You know, all those, the, the attendee, the attendants, the people who work for Disney who are visible, you need them to help you. If you get knocked over, you can't get up without help. You know, you can't get out of that thing unless somebody's there to help you. I'm sure it's hard not to trample children too. Yeah. If, especially some of those costumes, since you can't see everywhere, you end up running into people. And that's why. Uh, whenever you see like a character walk in or out of the the playing field, whatever you want to call it, there's always a person like right in front Guiding, of you. Guiding, yeah. Usually looking down at their feet, going, "Okay, where the fuck am I going?" Yeah, I going? yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's a weird place. <laughs> <laughs> so is the underwear bit true? Did they give you assigned underwear? Yeah, that is true. How'd you know about that? I know things. Okay. Wait, what? I don't even know about this. So I'm a they're big called Disney nerd. They're called basics. So when you go to work. If mm-hmm. you're putting on one of the, you know, the, the fur character outfits, you get to work and um, you go into your locker room or whatever and you change. You have to put on what they call basics and you, you get them from this big room and you scan them. So like basics are like black gym shorts, a gray T-shirt and like socks. And uh, whenever you take them, you have to scan a little barcode on them. And so it matches the piece of clothing with your employee ID number. And so if they go missing, they charge you for the quote-unquote basics, right? And mm-hmm. so then you you get into the costume. So er, underneath those costumes, everybody's wearing the exact same thing. They're wearing black gym shorts, a gray T-shirt, and um, each costume has like different versions of the shoes, I think. So, But yes, it's it's all the same. You're also wearing underwear under those basics, but you are correct. Everybody's wearing the same clothes underneath. Yeah. That's... I know stuff. No, it makes sense. <laughs> makes sense. Makes yeah. sense. I don't just sense. drink alcohol, people. And they scan. It's this crazy, like, giant computer system. They scan every single thing on your body so that if anything goes missing, you, you pay for it. It comes out of your paycheck, I guess. I don't know. What happens if you soil them? That's a good question. I don't know. He's like, that's never happened. To that's, me, okay? It didn't happen to me. I'm sure it's happened. It, it in, has to have. In the how long have these parks been open since the 50s? I mean, the, somebody, it had to have happened at some point. Somebody had to have puked in the head, too. Uh, it's, it's tough, man. Like, some of those heads are claustrophobic. I, I, I freaked out once. It's, it's hard to breathe in those things sometimes. So, yeah. Get some kid with horrible BO hugging up on you. <sighs> yeah. Ew. They, uh, it's never happened to me. I'm sure it's happened. Every kid that I came in contact with was so happy to see whatever character was in front of them. And these kids are just, like, giddy, you know, which is uh, adorable. You know, it was a lot of fun. Be better if the kid was making you cocktails. That's all I'm just saying. (laughs) Stick it with it. This is true. Yes, this is true. Uh, It gets a little weird, I think, when you're wearing a uh, a furry costume and you're demanding things of children, right? I think that that's only if it's alcohol. It's fine. (laughs) Demanding anything else, it gets weird. (laughs) Touche. All right. (laughs) As we take a swig. Okay, I'm gonna just gonna drink now. These these are good. I know you were um you were concerned about your cocktail ability, but these are good. Glad you're enjoying them. This is spicy. Uh, more than I would have done. I would have just thrown uh, tequila and margarita mixed together. You went all out. No. When we make cocktails here, we make real cocktails. Nice. Yes, we do. This is good stuff, man. Glad you're enjoying it. Yeah. I, um, I've gotten in the habit. I drink so much of this stuff that I've just gotten in the habit of doing it with soda water. You know, and so like, oh yeah, because you already got that tangy like uh, yeah flavor, and it's 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 already yeah since it's already has some flavor in there. I like just putting some soda water in there. My business partner loves doing it with Negronis, which is pretty interesting. Um, That's fancy. Yeah, and then like for 
Joe Schmo on the street, we like margaritas and Mexican mules are the ones that seem to do the best, you know, when people buy bottles of oh, the yeah, grocery. Oh, yeah, Mexican mules. I don't know uh, if you uh, heard the episode of which we um, got really wasted on this bottle, but we did mention how we like the um, the art, the logo, like how the heart oh, is cool, actually yeah. a pepper. That's very, it's brilliant. So this is cool for, brilliant. for you nerds. <laughs> um, buddy of mine from New Orleans, his name is Ron Deming. You can look him up online. He um, He's a comic book artist, ex-comic book artist. Oh, okay. Some of his work is hanging in uh, Lucas Ranch. What's his name? Uh, Ron Deming, D-O-M-I-N-G-U-E. I think that's it. And he did the bottle design. He did the rib cage. Nice. And, the um, and he's a, um, yeah, one of the... the I follow him on Facebook, uh, and he went to uh, Lucas Ranch, and they were like hanging his artwork in Lucas Ranch, and it's pretty cool. So I've been invited to Skywalker Ranch so many times. Skywalker I'm Ranch, like, I'm calling no, it no, Lucas Ranch. no, Sorry. same, same, same diff, same diff, yeah. same diff. Yeah, um, and I'm, and every time because I have a buddy that um, he uh, he's always up there and stuff mm-hmm. with his, you know, he's he's got a production company and all this kind of stuff. And um, every time he hits me up, he always hits me up at the very last minute, like, "Hey, you don't happen to be up north, do you?" And I'm like. <laughs> No, why? He's like, oh, I'm at the Skywalker Ranch. I was going to see if you wanted to come. I'm like, why would you ask me the day of, bro? <laughs> like, tell me like a week in advance. You know what I mean? Like, right. it's just like, it's not a bad drive from down here to up there. But still, like, every single time, because he's invited me a couple times, and every single time he does it, it's the day of. You don't happen to be up north, do you? I'm like, dude. <laughs> so every time he says those words to me, I'm like, no, I'm not. Next time, please hit me up like a week in advance. <laughs> and, and then let me know, and I'll drive from San Diego. There we go. Yeah, and we cool. can just do a road trip, and then it'll Sweet. be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I'll tag along. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Wait, what is so, since we're talking about nerd shit, what is the name of your other podcast? I need to subscribe to this. Advanced Cruise Control. Oh. C-R-U-Z. I like And it's that. advanced with a D. Like Speed 2 Cruise Control. Uh, no, 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 no horrible boats. No, is, no, that no. That is hilarious. <laughs> sorry, I, I couldn't resist. I'm sorry. No, I, no, no boats. I apologize. Hopefully, some Sandra Bullock one day, but no boats. You know what's really funny about a fun fact? Uh, useless, useless trivia. Say always. Always. <laughs> um, um, and the sorry, only, I missed my cue there. Sorry. No, no, no. And the only, the only reason why I'm even mentioning this is because while I was at back to Disney again, while we were at Disney, we were staying in this condo and um. Uh, you know, I don't have cable at home or anything like that. And, and uh, HBO was on. They had HBO on the TVs. And s- the original Speed came on. Yeah. And I was like, I think that movie came out in like 96 or some shit. Like, I was like yeah. 11. I something. saw that shit in the theaters. Yeah. So um, it comes movie. on. So I started watching it. And I was like, oh, my God. I remember liking this movie when I was a kid. And um, I uh, had I started looking up some, you know, useless facts about the movie. And um, so Sandra Bullock, Halle Berry was initially... Yep contacted to be a part of that film and then she declined and then she went, didn't want to be the stereotypical black bus, bus driver that's why yeah, she dropped like, out and it's funny too because when they asked her when, after the movie blew up they asked Halle Berry they, they interviewed her and they said um, so do you regret taking that role she said I don't regret it at all you want to know why because I don't think that movie would have done for me what it did for Sandra Bullock's career Yeah, she's like I would have just been a black woman driving a bus <laughs> yeah yeah I agree so and I, I think yeah. Nicolas Cage was up for Keanu Reeves part yep. two. Yeah, that would have been, been super weird. Completely that would have been really movie. weird. It's funny too because Keanu Reeves, when they when they were casting and they're like, Oh, how about Keanu Reeves? They didn't like his hair. Yeah. So like you need to do something about your hair. <laughs> and so then he Random. He like did a military buzz cut almost and they hated it that they were like, Oh my god, we can't like 
push the schedule, you know, like we can't push the, the filming like ahead. And then I can't remember what happened. But I feel like the- we've read or heard the same thing because this is all very. Familiar. Yeah. 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 Like, like I hate your hair. Like first they said, you need to do something about your hair. Okay, fine. I'll cut it. But then they were like, oh, it looks awful. <laughs> like, what do we do? <laughs> I felt it was appropriate for the character. Yeah. I mean, it was short. It was short. You know, like whatever. Like, he was a special, you know. He's like a cop, right? Yeah. I mean, he's a SWAT officer. Yeah. yeah so okay, yeah. those guys sense. are uh, kind of paramilitary anyways. And I can't remember who, um. What's his name? The other guy, his buddy, sidekick. Oh, um, uh, that's one of the Jeffs. Uh, yeah, Jeff, Jeff Dan- Daniels. 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 Yeah, he was supposed to be the bad guy. And Dennis then, Hopper was so they, much they better. They were trying to do it. They were gonna do. Well, he was you gonna be know a twist. exactly the same shit. It was, it was gonna a be twist a twist that yeah. he was the one like doing a, it all. This is a podcast I just Dude. listened to where they watch old movies. Or yeah, something. no, seriously, seriously, that, that's exactly what it was. They were gonna do it. The original script was it was gonna be a twist that Jeff Daniels was the one. Which that I think would have like, been cooler. Yeah, but then they were like, "Nah, he's too funny of a guy." You know, like we can't. Yeah. Nah, that no. Let's just make it. No. God, I'm, you're as much of a nerd as I am. What the <laughs> fuck, man? I was I was embarrassed for a while. This is great. All right, I don't feel bad anymore. You shouldn't. We're all nerds here. Yeah. Like, I'm embarrassed that I don't know the shit about speed. (laughs) Good, you fucking weirdo. (laughs) Fucking, like, look at my fucking living room. I should know this. Yeah, for those of you at home, this is the most impressive DVD collection I've ever Uh, seen. Yeah. This is amazing. You're also not the first guest to comment on that. (laughs) I'm sure it's 90% porn. Every guest that that rolls up in here, they're always like, dude, you're here. Your film collection here, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Takes up like a third of the apartment. It's pretty. It's pretty fantastic. I like movies. What? <laughs> <laughs> I thought I could be a screenwriter at one fucking point. I can't. It's not too late. It's not too late. Not too late. I'm trying to write a, a screenplay right now, but yeah, yeah, but horror. You know what I mean? Because there's not. Why do you very, say but horror? That's but horror, cool. because you know a lot of a lot. Okay, so like a lot of people give shit to the horror genre because they're like, oh, you know, anybody can make a horror film because that's the one thing that anybody can go pitch somewhere and people are like, ah, sure, whatever, we'll we'll fund it or whatever. Uh, maybe, but I feel like horror has made a renaissance, right? I feel like and, it's, and the, and it's not looked down upon anymore. It's, right? it's coming up now. Like if you yeah. look at all the films that have come out now, you're like, okay, they remade it. Right. And they're like, holy shit. I mean, it was a little bit kind of Stranger Things-ish, but another thing like that, Stranger sure. Things on Netflix. All these different horror things that are n- now coming out, people are kind of appreciating it and enjoying it. And they're like, okay, there's like this whole new appreciation for it, I guess. Yeah. Even though it's kind of a genre in the film world where everybody kind of looks down upon it, like, oh, it's horror. Sure, it's yeah. Like, we don't really care too much about that. The filmmakers <laughs> probably look down on it, but I mean, for sure. the consumer doesn't and it still makes money. Yeah, and that's, so. why people, that's why people Fuck fund it. it. It's even even if it's a shit horror yeah. script, because I've seen a lot sure. of shitty horror films where I'm like, how the fuck did this movie get made? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like right. low budget, high returns. Yeah, and yeah, that's, that's the thing. That's very P- true. People are like, oh, horror genre. Like everybody loves horror, so yeah, we'll fund your stupid movie. What was the like Paranormal Activity was one of like the highest grossing movies of all time compared to what it cost to make? Oh yeah, it cost like. Yeah. $5,000 to make something like that and it made like millions and millions of it dollars. It was like the highest grossing um, horror film in like a very, very long time. It yeah. like surpassed... Um, Blair Witch? Because Blair Witch was done dirt cheap also. Oh, yeah, but it, no, it totally, yeah. it surpassed Blair Well, because I just meant sure. like the ratio to what it costs, right? Yeah. I'm sure... Oh, yeah, we're, if we're talking about that, yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. um, I'm, I'm trying to think of... It's one of the, the cheapest movies ever made, apparently. Because I think the budget for it was... In it, I don't... For it or for it? It. It. <laughs> it. <laughs> no, no. The new it had a pretty high budget. I yeah, they had a very, you know, they had a really high budget. I'm trying to um, look it up right now because it usually has the information on here. Go to Box Office Mojo. Actually, okay, Box Office Mojo. Yes. Aha. Okay. Wait. Let's see. <laughs> see, I know a thing or two, but it's they're important things. 
That's all not really. Know. Okay. All right. That's fair. Nothing I know is important. Just alcohol, basically. So, that's fucking important. <laughs> Are you kidding? I always, I always get dumb questions about uh, Fireball specifically. But so, according to uh, Box Office Mojo, it the remake to be more specific here. Um, okay, so where does it say that they what their their budget was? Da, 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 da. Because it just, oh production budget thirty five million. That's for, it for the new it. Yeah, for the for the it remake thirty. I guess million. it was a mostly unknown cast. Yeah. Yeah, it was a younger cast. Like the most of the cast was all young actors that like only so the one of them I recognized, and it was the kid from from Stranger Things. Um, I I have to be honest, I haven't seen it yet. Was there? It seems like a movie that doesn't need too much CGI, right? Did it have a lot? There's a fair amount. There's okay. a fair amount of CGI in it, okay. but the movie I liked it. I enjoyed it better um, than the Tim Curry one. I mean, you it's know, Tim, different. Tim, it's different. Very different. It's very different. Yeah, they they wanted to go in a darker direction for sure, and like, I mean, which is funny. Because Pennywise like, is much creepier. Yeah, okay. Pennywise is definitely much creepier. When when like looking back at the old it with Tim Curry, it's so silly. But when it first came out, it was so fucking scary and creepy. That's no, I rewatched it. It's still not bad. Yeah, I mean, it, and it's really odd to think of look at the cast. Seth Green was in it. Yeah, he was. Yeah, I know him. It's um, so funny. Seth Green was in it. Her- Fucking Harry Anderson from Night Court. Harry Anderson from Night Court and uh, John Ritter from Three's Company. Yep. Oh my god, I forgot that he was in that. Yeah, yep. the, yeah and when they're, they're adults. So, they're so weird. Like that whole cast, they're they're so weird together. It's such a strange. It's good, but it's such a strange cast. It's like this is like a TV all star cast. Yeah. So according to this website, their budget was thirty five million dollars, and their domestic total gross is three hundred and twenty million. Okay. Well, a ten-time return is pretty and that, good. That, that's just for the domestic worldwide. Um, oh, foreign through the okay. So worldwide total six hundred and fifty-three million. Huh? Yeah, they're definitely right. making the sequel. Yeah, that's. <laughs> oh, they're definitely making the sequel. They Boogaloo. totally, they totally opened the door for that. <laughs> I mean, you know. Well, I mean, they opened the door in the movie. There's been other movies where they've opened the door and then like, oh, that flopped horribly. We're not yeah, making the sequel. That's true. That's right. true. Very, very true. I mean, I, does Stephen King have to write? Is there's no. Uh, novel. Well, so unlike it, right? the original uh, Tim Curry version, they didn't flashback oh, between the kids. You're right. And the you're right. I forgot about that. So now they will do the adult version. Right. Yeah, because right. That's okay. the, you said you haven't seen it yet. Right? No, I haven't. Yeah. So this version is just all when they're children, as opposed to the original where it goes back and yeah, forth. Yeah, and that's right. why they're like, okay, chapter two is going to come up okay. next, and that's when they're yeah. That's smart. Yeah. Milk it. You know, stretch it out. Milk it for all it's worth. Though I liked in the TV version the flashbacks on each character's point of view of what happened. Yeah, because it goes See, back and forth. I barely remember the original. I, I it's on my iTunes if you it. want to watch it at some point. I need to rewatch it because I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. Well, cool. Anyway, I uh, hope the screenplay thing works out. That's cool. I don't, you know. Yeah, just for funsies. You know, I'm like doing a lot of um, sketch stuff lately. And uh, Where do you do sketch stuff? Just for my podcast and for my YouTube channel. Cool. Kind of doing like a bunch of, like I do a lot of film reviews on there. Okay. And, uh, I have to subscribe to all this shit. Yeah. And we Jesus. do, a, every movie review that we do, we kind of do a little, um, sketch intro you know to the film review but now we're kind of getting into actually filming um like sketches cool. and stuff like that so that's awesome and now i'm kind of like i kind of want to want, write a horror film i mean i kind of used to do that when i was a kid when i was younger i was he- heavy into writing um I and so too. now i'm kind of like inspired to get back into it and be like hey i can fucking do this and be like produce my fucking horror film yeah. <laughs> you go girl <laughs> you know so yeah nice. uh okay sure i'll take some more tequila Oh, man. This is so much better than uh, having to drink Fireball on the podcast that I used to do. 
So, I guess you do get a lot of annoying questions about Fireball, but what is the origin of Fireball? (laughs) 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 Uh, I spoke too soon. Um, So, you're talking about me, my career with Fireball? Or just any of it? Any of it. Uh, Jump in wherever is good. um, So, okay, where to begin? This is such a a long, winding tale. Um, So... Fireball was originally uh, a Canadian product. Ooh, was that me? That was my, my stomach. That was me. Excuse me. Um, <laughs> Another shot <Sorry>. of ghost. <laughs> Sorry. Um, did that come out of my butt? All right. <laughs> um, so uh, <laughs> Fireball was uh, a Canadian product that was called Dr. McGillicuddy. Dr. McGillicuddy. I remember Dr. McGillicuddy. That was the same recipe? Yeah, so Fireball had, well, okay, so kind of. So Dr. McGillicuddy was a line of schnapps that had like six different flavors. Yeah, I had the peppermint because it was big in chicago right it was big in the midwest um it was very blue collar like mining town schnapps uh made its way into all the midwest cities boston it was popular and so dr mcgillicuddy had um like six flavors right one of them was cinnamon and it was the most popular of all the flavors so um without getting too much into the business aspects of it uh whoever you know, the product changed hands a couple times, and someone decided, um, okay, cool, this is the one flavor that sells the best of McGillicuddy. Let's separate it and rebrand this one flavor and sell this one flavor, right? Wow. Um, yeah, and so it started to come across the border, I think even before they rebranded it, uh, to Seattle, because bartenders who were going back and forth between Canada and Seattle were bringing it back from Canada to share with their friends in Seattle, and it kind of became this underground secret handshake of bartenders who were like, hey, man, have you heard of this stuff? And the reason the bartenders liked it is because it didn't smell like alcohol in their breath, so they could drink it behind the bar, and their boss would know, and it's low proof. It's only 66 proof. Get it? 66.6. <laughs> and it, since it's low proof, you can drink a lot of it and not get super drunk, and so bartenders were drinking it at work, and it became the drink for bartenders who wanted to drink at work. So that's how it caught on in the States. The company that owned it was like, oh, hey, this is doing, this is a small brand, but maybe it has some potential. So that's when I got hired. I got hired after they rebranded it. Uh, And I was basically the first national brand ambassador, more or less like the first employee um, besides salespeople. I was like on the creative side. Um, So I managed the social media, which you know, that job kind of, this is the early days of social media, you know, like right, right. around the time Facebook mm-hmm. started introducing business pages. Um, and then that turned into me bar hopping around the country with a credit card. And it was basically like, there wasn't a lot of budget because it was a small brand. So I just got a credit card and bar hopped across the country and bought people shots and drinks. And that was like how Fireball wow. blew up. And it was all because of Dr. McGill- McGillicuddy's. That, yeah, that was the original brand. Yeah. The ri- okay. Yeah. So how did they get away with calling it whiskey? It's Canadian whiskey, um, so you know. I think that, I mean, look between you and me. I mean, it's it's a, it's a liqueur. You know what I mean? It's um, it's uh, it's a schnapps. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah. looking at their website right now, and they have like a shit ton of other flavors. They have a co- they have a coffee. They have a menth- menthol mint. Oh. Yeah. Cherry. Well, now keep in mind the brands are completely separate now. No, no, no. I know that. I know that. I'm just saying, like, it's interesting because, like, you were saying that they had a cinnamon because they don't have that flavor anymore. Right. Because that is fireball. Because that's fireball. So, like, they have all these other flavors, but cinnamon's not one of them anymore, clearly for obvious reasons. But yeah, apple pie liqueur, peppermint liqueur that I feel like would taste like like mouthwash. It's like it's like rumple mints, you know, Ah. or Um, goldschlager. A lot of people love. Yeah, yeah. They even have a wild grape liqueur. 
raw vanilla, butterscotch, and then they, of course they have their whiskeys, and then all those are just like apple, peach, and blah, right. blah, blah, but no cinnamon, because that's fireball. Yeah. Fireball. It was a uh, weird, wild ride working for that company. Um, <laughs> <laughs> to quote Johnny Carson. <laughs> so did anyone ever try to trade you sex for fireball? <laughs> uh, interesting segue. <laughs> I see what you did there. Uh, no. Um, I mean, I definitely got uh, you know approached by women in bars because they knew that I had a credit card and was just buying drinks for everyone. But nobody ever used the words "Hey, <laughs> I will trade you sex." For we, had, we actually had a guest I, on the show who requested Fireball. Oh, really? Um, yeah, as the you know, because the drink of choice. Because you know, sure. It's, and now we drink, right? Right. So we're like, um, we like to kind of uh, uh, cater to the guests, sure. whatever kind of alcohol they prefer to drink. And she was like, Fireball. Sure. Cool. We hope the future guests choose ghost tequila because that's what they're getting. (laughs) I'll just keep sending you bottles. (laughs) Yeah, I can't drink it anymore. I mean, I drank it nonstop for like four years. I probably probably drank more of it than any human being on earth. No, Fireball. Fireball, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, yeah. So I I left Fireball to start another company, and then a few years later, um, we started Ghost. But, uh, you know, I work for fireball for a couple of years and I just can't do it anymore. I can't drink Fireball anymore either. I I mean, I drink some with our guests, obviously, but. I remembered when I was weaning myself away from Jaeger because that was kind of my jam for a while. Yeah. So much that someone bought me a Jaeger tap. Mm. <laughs> and, of course. And, you know, that was like the th- my college days, man. Like, I was drinking fucking Jaeger. And, like, what the f- why are you drinking Jaeger? <laughs> so, anyways, I, um, I did the whole Jaeger thing for a few years, had my tap. I would fill that thing up and have parties and then black out. And oh, it was, yeah. It was amazing, you know? And then I kind of grew up, and I was like, I need to like get off the Jaeger and into something different. And then so I, you changed the fireball. Then I no, th- this is this is a funny <laughs> okay, story. Sorry. This is a funny story. <laughs> My girlfriend who loved Jaeger, right? Because I remember going to this party. I went to this this industry party or whatever. And one of my girlfriends that used to drink, there's a, a couple of girls that I know that used to drink the fuck out of, of Jaeger because that's what we would do. We'd go to the parties together and black out and fucking Jaeger. Sure. So this one girl was all like, I'm doing something different now. I'm drinking whiskey. And I was like, amazing, you know? And then um, I had some whiskey with her. And then my our other girlfriend, because it was a mutual friend, she was like, oh, I'm, I'm into Fireball now. And I'm like, okay, you're into whiskey. You're in, And Fireball is a whiskey, but different. You know what I mean? Sure, more or less. And so then, um, <laughs> so then I started doing um, Fireball with her. And then I was like, oh, it's got a little cinnamon thing to it. That was very short-lived because then I started getting into Jameson and then more, you know, then I, my taste kind of started changing a little bit. But sure. I drank the fuck out of Fireball for a while after the, getting myself off of Jaeger and then... I think that's a that's yeah. a logical step. And when I was with Fireball, that was the big business controversy controversy that was happening in the industry because Fireball was tanking Jaeger. Jaeger sales declined faster during the Fireball years, you know, when it was really exploding than mm-hmm. you know any liquor brand has. I'm, I'm just making shit up. I don't I don't actually know numbers, but Jaeger, <laughs> Jaeger declined very quickly when numbers Fireball aren't was important. on its rise. Yeah, no. yeah, 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 for sure. I'm, I'm being uh, which is kind of funny because uh, a lot of girls that I knew that drank Jaeger. It's just coincidentally, they were like, Fireball, Fireball. I'm like, this is so weird that all of you guys used to drink Jaeger, and now you're drinking Fireball. And then I kind of hopped on that wagon for a while, but then slowly kind of started getting into other stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and Fireball's plateauing. It's, it's, I don't think its sales have gone down yet, but it's the, the rise has stopped. Well, you know, the irony here is that before I even got into Jaeger, I was totally in tequila, tequila for, for the longest time. Mm. It was all about tequila, and then for some reason I got into Jaeger, and then to whiskey, and then I'll obviously occasionally, you know, do the tequila. <laughs> oh, hey, you don't have to blow smoke up my ass. I, I know. I seriously, no, um, I basically will drink anything except for vodka. 
Okay. Like, that's fair. I am not a vodka girl. And it's so funny because people will meet me. People either know or they don't know. Like, usually people see me, like, you know, when I'm in a public place at a bar, they're like, you look like a whiskey kind of girl. And I'm like, that is correct. But then on the flip side, I'll get dudes coming up to me and they'll be like, okay, so what kind of flavor of vodka do you like? And I'm like, I'm insulted right now. <laughs> I'm like, as yeah. you should be. I'm as like, you do I look like a pussy to you? Sorry, well, that, you that's, drink vodka. That's, <laughs> no, no. I, every now and then, the thing about me and vodka is that I've drank flavored things for so long mm-hmm. because I worked for Fireball. Right. I started a, you know, a spicy tequila company. Mm-hmm. Sometimes every, every now and then, I want something that tastes like nothing because I've drank so many flavors over the years. Right, right, So sure. what I like about vodka, it's kind of like vodka is my day off drink. You know, mm-hmm. when I'm working, I'll drink ghosts. I used to drink Fireball. On my day off, quote unquote, I don't have a day off, but you get the metaphor. I get, yeah. On my day off drinking, I will drink vodka because I'm like, oh, this gets me drunk and I don't actually have to taste flavors and ah. you know, things like that. Because even whiskey and bourbon, which I love, um, even now after drinking so many flavored alcohols, sometimes even like, some of those will be a little too sweet for me. It's probably just because I ruined myself on Fireball and drinking so much. Yeah, of your it. palate is just like, yeah. what's going on here? And now, if I taste just a like, a, you know, a rum or a bourbon with the slightest hint like of like too. caramel or something like that, you know, um, I'm like, oh fuck, gross. I just want to, you know, I want to drink rubbing alcohol for a day. Well, see, I, yeah, I was <laughs> gonna some, say some vodka. To me, vodka. Yeah. <laughs> drinking drinking a shot of vodka tastes like drinking straight rubbing alcohol. It does. It does. And that's, that's why I'm like, if I'm gonna drink that, you better mix it with something. So, yeah. yeah, Richard, are you gonna start carrying around some Everclear, just you know, palate cleanser with <laughs> it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, sure, okay. <laughs> hey, nothing will you know clear up everything. Yeah, cool. Well, that's what a lot of people say about uh, about Ghost is like it clears your sinuses, which I, I which for me, somebody with uh, uh, lifelong sinus problems, I'm like, fuck yeah, I love that endorsement. That's fantastic. <laughs> it's not doing it for me yet. Maybe. Oh shit. Okay. Well. I'll just keep just drinking more. Pour straight into your nose. Straight in. Snorting ghost, yo. <laughs> it's the most painful thing ever. Uh, I do not endorse that. Do not try this at home. Please do not sue me. Yeah. The show does not endorse it either. Once again, we are not doctors. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, and um, I'm not allowed to say that uh, tequila has any medicinal properties, so don't expect it to. All tequila will do for you, it'll get you drunk. <laughs> That I can guarantee. Everybody always sends me these articles. There's all, all kinds of uh, online articles about how, like, tequila is a probiotic, and some doctors say tequila is good for you, and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, okay, cool. I'm sure there's some, uh, you know, truth to that. But, you know, no liquor brand is actually allowed to say anything like that. Thankfully, I'm not a liquor brand. Tequila will bring you immortality. <laughs> as long as you say it and I don't. I mean, once again, I am not a doctor, lawyer, physical therapist. Or the owner of a liquor company. Or the owner of a liquor company. See, I can't say that. If I was the owner of a liquor company, I'd be dead. <laughs> I don't know how I'm still alive. Are you, are you sure you are? Uh, I'm actually a ghost. Ah! It's really good branding. Get it? Get it, Ba-da-bum. you guys? Thank you. Thanks for indulging me. It's the best branding ever. <laughs> the owner of the company is a ghost. Come on. <laughs> Spooky ghost. Woo-hoo. So you guys doing any crazy Halloween promotions being ghost? Yeah, we're doing... Um, you know what's cool is that we're in we're distributed in five six states now. Uh, we're in Rhode Island, Massachusetts, Louisiana, Texas, California, and we're about to launch in Colorado. The cool thing is that we're at this point now where we have parties happening in every state or every major city that we're in, which is you know we're still kind of a startup, I guess. It's tough to manage all this stuff, but we've gotten to that point where it's cool to see this thing grow, and we've got 
more parties than I can actually be at, which is kind of cool as a boss to see like, okay, cool. The employees are just running with it and they're doing their shit. So um, in San Diego, we're doing um, this this uh, cool party at like this taco and tequila bar Tuesday night. Um, in L.A., uh, Friday, like the weekend before Halloween, we're doing um, this crazy secret costume party I'm not supposed to talk about till after. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you know how it goes. Um, and then in Boston, we're doing this big warehouse party that's actually it themed. And there's going to be actors. Oh, cool. There's going to be actors walking around in costume and stuff. Uh, New Orleans, we're doing some kind of big party, like in an old church. So anyway, the point is, is like, yeah, we're doing some cool shit, but it just depends. Everything in each city is tailored, you know, to the to the city. Hence, why the LA party is exclusive. Right. Yes. Exactly. The other cities, any asshole can get in. <laughs> Even me? Maybe I'll drive down to San Diego. I wouldn't be surprised if they wouldn't let me into my party in LA. They'd be like, "Excuse me, sir. Uh, no, you can't come in." Sorry, sir. Your star rating's not high enough. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, but no, I swear I paid for this thing. Get the fuck out, sir. Leave the bottles. <laughs> Leave the bottles. You got to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it happens. I would not be surprised. Well, if it does, I have an open invite for the industry party I'm going to on Friday. Yeah, so what, are you allowed to talk about this party? What yeah, it's that? a fucking industry party being put on by a bunch of the agencies. What's, what's the occasion? I don't even fucking know. Oh, I mean, it's Halloween. It's Halloween, Halloween right? Uh. Halloween. Yeah, it, but it's at Beetle House and the two bars next to it. Oh, right. Okay. Oh, cool. Is it one of those bars around there? Star Wars bar? Yeah. Across, across the, street. the street. Okay. Um, it's called the... Uh, Scum and Villainy. Yeah, oh, Scum and Villainy. Oh, that's a good name for a Star Wars bar. I like that. Yep. Especially to not get sued. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I know that they were dealing with uh, legalities and, and such things when they were like opening up that bar. That's all I know about that. Rest in peace, Loaded. Yeah. What? So that used to be like the rock bar I hung out at. Okay. And then it shut down with no notice and came back as Scum and Villainy, which was supposed to be a pop-up, a temporary pop-up. Now it's permanent. Oh. uh, Gotcha. (laughs) Rest in peace. Rest in peace, Loaded. Rest in peace, Loaded. Yeah. Yeah. Womp, womp. <laughs> it's no Snake and Jake's, I'm sure. No, no, no. LA has no bar like Snake and Jake's. No. Yeah, that's right. So, what's the last call here is two? Yes. Oh, that sucks. I feel so bad for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably saved my life. Uh, Although they fair. just passed a bill. They're trying to get it to what, four? To four. And I think it just got passed. Actually. It did? Yeah. That's oh, what sweet. someone told me. I never confirmed it, but yeah. Still four, um, which. I mean, you know, I work at a nightclub, so I'm not quite sure if they've decided whether or not Jesus, they want Jesus, you do a lot of shit. I do a lot of shit, yeah. <laughs> Crews don't you're, sleep. You're making the rest of us look bad. I like... I <laughs> all have... I do is make tequila. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's really hard to, you know, grind up all the agave. And... Yeah, I do it with my hands myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's why the, they're so rugged. I know. For those of you who can't see at home, I'm super ripped. Uh, I have the <laughs> biggest arms. I'm tan from working in the sun all like day. Like fucking Popeye over here. <laughs> No, Google me. I, I look like a pasty white guy who uh, got <laughs> like his pink from being left out in the sun for too long. Wow, so L.A. Google me. <laughs> so uh, L.A. Yeah, but Google me so that you see how sad looking I am. It's, it's self-deprecating, right? Fair, fair. I'm not bragging. Sorry. Oh, no. no. He's not <laughs> bragging about how white he is. <laughs> something, I'm sorry, nightclub something. Oh, no. I sorry. wasn't even. That was all I had. No, that club is totally staying open until four. Yeah. I mean, we haven't discussed it as of yet, but... Um, I, just, I don't know how long ago that bill passed, if that's even the case. Someone told me that it did. Well, the bill, if I remember correctly, 
allows the cities to decide if they're going to yeah, like it's not it's not a requirement, right? Well, that's how New Orleans is. Yeah, it's not a requirement. It you know if you want to do it, you can do it. I mean, we stay open till three in the morning, anyways. We just don't serve booze past um, two a.m. because then you'll get in trouble. And sometimes they have you know at anywhere, not just our place, anywhere they'll have vice. You know what I mean? Making Sure. sure that nobody's doing that. I know a couple clubs in town where they pull bottles at 2 a.m. They won't close it at 6. They'll start serving again. Yeah. 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 That's um, New Orleans. You know, it's, it's optional, but the bars can be 24 hours if they want. And what they'll do is at like 5 a.m., they'll shut the doors, flip the chairs, sweep and mop, and then reopen the doors. And if there are people in the bar when they sh- – there's this one place I always think of in New Orleans called Molly's on the Market – and if there are people still in the bar when they decide to like sweep and mop, they'll yeah. just let you stay in there. And then they'll like reopen the doors and then there'll be like 10 people waiting to get in at like five, wow. six. Wow. I've heard stories of if it's, you know, tourists, they'll be like, oh, we're closed. Sometimes, yeah. I mean, it's such a service industry culture in New Orleans. I mean, th- the whole city is built on hospitality, right? So we have this huge service industry vibe of people who are like, you know how in LA, it's a very snooty scene in terms of like fashion and culture. In New Orleans, it's the service industry. And they'll be like, fuck you, you can't come in. <laughs> you know, it's like, you can come in, you can't come in. And they're not judging based on how nice you're dressed like they are in LA. They're judging by like how much of a tourist or like, like douchebag you look. Yeah. You know? Well, and the thing about L.A., the part of the reason that our service industry sucks is the greater majority of our service industry aren't service industry professionals. They're actors or right. models right. or you interview for a bar job. Like, so what are you here to do? Well, I'm here to bartend. No, I mean, what are you here in L.A. to do? Right. They don't look at it as like this is their job. Well, New York and L- I worked in the service industry for years in New Orleans. Uh, every job there is to do in a restaurant. And I was blown away by my friends who live in New York and L.A. who told me you had to give headshots when yep. you apply. Yep, you do. I was it's, like, what it's the like fuck going are to you a talking audition. about? Even at the nightclub, whenever, because I, I, work, I work in bottle service and I also work in marketing. Sure. So I always get a lot of emails and stuff where people are like, oh, are you hiring and this and that? And then, it's, and then sometimes I'll get forwarded stuff and then I have to forward stuff to other people to like, you know, upper management and stuff yeah. like that. And, um, Every single time anybody inquires about getting hired, they're like, well, you know, you can send a headshot. Wow. And or photos that's plus so your resume. And that's like almost anywhere in L.A. that is a service industry job. I mean, like, even too. dive bars. Really? Yeah, yeah. Like Ye Rustic Inn, which is uh, one of my favorite dives. They want a headshot from like barbacks. That's bizarre. From, for barbacks? Really? For barbacks. That's I mean, really like, okay. fucking weird. I, I hope this doesn't come out weird, but like, okay, I can understand why you'd want to see a headshot because you want attractive women working there. But how do guys like you and I get hired in a dive bar? Let's say I just want to bartend. I'm, you know, a solid six at best. Like, how the fuck do I get a job bartend? Do they want to see like the 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 beard, the neck beard dudes? Do they want to see their head- headshots too? Yeah, I've had to turn really? in headshots when I was looking for bar jobs. That's why I stopped looking for bar jobs. That's so weird. They're like, oh, you're the character actor type. Come on in. <laughs> yeah, so bizarre. Unless you're going to be like one of these dudes who like brings a crowd with him. Yeah. Like, oh, I bartended here, here, and here, and like I got kind of a following. And it's sure. kind of like almost anywhere that you go, um, everybody's trying to be an actor or some something in entertainment. Right. Like, oh, I'm an actor. Oh, I'm a writer. Sure. Oh, I'm a model. Which like, makes sense. I mean, like New Orleans, it's 
New Orleans is the land of, and I don't mean this in a negative way, New Orleans is the land of career service industry people. You know, there are people who move to New Orleans because they're like, I want to run a restaurant. I want to be, you know, the the best waiter that I can be. And the waiters in New Orleans, I know a waiter in New Orleans who makes over $100,000 a year because he works in fine dining, you know, which doesn't sound like a lot, but New Orleans, $100,000 is like twice what it is in New York or LA because cost of living is so cheap. So, um, and. But all the free meals that that person's probably getting from other service industry people and free drinks and yeah right like i mean and this not this, spending any of it <laughs> wait, and waiting tables is tough but like i know people who you know spent tons and tons of money on college got out of college or trying to be doctors or lawyers or marketing professionals or whatever and making 30 40,000 dollars a year for years and meanwhile you have this guy waiting tables which is a job that's frowned upon he's making over 100,000 dollars a year and he's laughing to the bank all yeah. laughing all the yeah. way to the bank and it's all cash I mean? so yeah, so the tax man, he made 20000 last year. <laughs> right. Yeah. Anyway. Service We're not going to name names. Yeah. We don't want the IRS knocking on that dude's door. <laughs> no. I'm not going to call him out. <laughs> John? I mean, oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Yeah, that really narrows it down. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> uh, good times. Yeah. I'm, um, it's fun being out here in California as somebody who's uh, not from here, but... You know, I miss New Orleans when I go back, but when I'm not back, I don't fucking miss New Orleans. <laughs> you know? I don't know if that makes sense that I miss it more when I'm there. You well, know? yeah, because you're there and you're like, oh, you know, the good times. memories, the mm-hmm. good times, my friends, whatever. Yeah. And, then, and then you're like, oh, this is home. But then you leave and you're like, oh, man, I forgot how nice. I get back to California. Yeah. I'm like, oh, right. It's 74 degrees all the time. Exactly. It's exactly. sunny. I live on the beach. No this humidity. <laughs> right. Yeah. Live on the beach. Not in a fucking swamp. Oh, I got off the plane this past time to go back to New Orleans, and like that humidity just hits you like a wall. It was, you know, it was like 102 degrees, like at six in the evening. Ugh, it's awful. Your clothes just stick to you as you get off the plane. It's weird because growing up there, you just take it for granted, and I, you don't realize how bad it actually is till you live in California for a couple months, and then you go back, and you're like, oh fuck, now I remember. That's exactly why I couldn't live there. That's exactly why the fucking humidity. Hey, hey, Chicago boy. That's, I can't live in Chicago because it's negative 100 right. degrees. Why do you think I fucking left? That's why I don't fucking live there anymore. Oh, man. I love Chicago. And I made the mistake of going there. I, I've been a couple times, but I made the mistake of going once in the dead of winter. And I was like. Why would you do that? Because I'm an idiot. And I, I don't know. Because I'm a fucking moron. Never again. Yeah. Um, some of my friends, like good friends, I was standing in their wedding, got married in November. I'm like. If y'all are a week later, I'm not coming. <laughs> like, that is like my fucking cutoff to be in Chicago. <sighs> yeah. I left uh, for a reason. If I never experience another Chicago winter, I'll die happy. Oh, man. Yeah. In the summer, it is the best place on earth. I went back in May. Bars I used to frequent still give me a comp tab. You still have family there? Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, but yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, hey, whatever. Where, where are you from, Annie? San Francisco. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. We have late summers there. You have what? Late summers. Late summers. Yeah, okay. Indian summers, I guess is what you call it. Yeah. yeah like where, because um, uh, a lot of people kind of have a misconception of SF. They think that it's cold all year round, but that's not the case. It is kind of cold and foggy, whatever we do have. Cold for California. Our nice weather. <laughs> yeah, because of the um. The well, Bay, it's the huh? Bay Area. Yeah. If you drive 20 minutes north, you're like, oh, it's hot here. What the fuck? Um, but uh, in the summertime, or excuse me, in the wintertime, I remember... They're, they had like uh, this. Uh, I don't know if they had this festival anymore, but like it would be like October, middle of October, and it'd be like ninety degrees outside. Yeah. So it's like the summers just come late there. San Francisco is the only place I've ever been where I had like during the day walking around, it was freezing. I had to wear a jacket, and I still got sunburned. 
you know? Yeah. Like, it was, like, cold, but I still got sunburned somehow. Yeah. Which I know is lot. It's kind of like how you can still tan sense, even if it's, like, if it's, uh, like, uh, overcast outside, you know? so weird. Here. I was like, I can't decide if I'm cold or hot. It doesn't make it. My body is so confused. <laughs> it was bizarre. It's just a weird place. <laughs> it's a very weird and expensive place. <laughs> I mean, it's more expensive now. I love it there, but I can—I don't know if I could ever move back because of how expensive it is now. You still have family there? All my, yeah, I have a lot of family and friends up there. All my friends keep posting stuff on Facebook like, oh, you know, for this box, you can have this box for the monthly rent of $5,000 <laughs> because of how expensive everything is now. It's, it's ridiculous. So someone just proposed a new bill to change the California rent control laws. Wow. I just saw about this today. I'm like, holy fuck, if that happens, I'm never leaving this apartment. What, how, change the laws how? Okay, so as of right now, you cannot have rent control on a building in California that was built after 1995. Okay. They're going to change it where it applies to all buildings. Okay. All right. So that means I'm never leaving this apartment. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to die here, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my roommate can fucking leave. I will will this to whatever, you know. They Bastard gotta, offspring they I have. Bury you in this fucking thing. That may happen anyways. <laughs> mm, I'm gonna have some more tequila. <laughs> uh, Somebody else knows CPR, right? Thank you for like every couple minutes I got a shameless plug as you refill your drink. <laughs> <laughs> I just start shouting www.ghosttequila.com every time you pour yourself another cocktail. <laughs> we'll have to you know contract negotiate that one. Oh sure. So. Yeah. Look, every time you say it, I just put another twenty dollar bill on the table. <laughs> that case. So, <laughs> just kidding, I'm broke. <laughs> oh, never mind. I was about to say, this is the Ghost Tequila podcast brought to you by Ghost Tequila. <laughs> I, I wish I hadn't spent all my money making Ghost Tequila. I would totally give you some money. Oh, <laughs> I want money. <laughs> this apartment isn't free. Look, once, uh, once Ghost Tequila is very successful, then I will, <laughs> then we can call it the Ghost Tequila. What, what, uh, what the Ghost Tequila. The Ghost Tequila podcast brought to you by Ghost Tequila. Brought to you by Ghost Tequila. <laughs> no, it should be Now We Drink brought to you by Ghost Or just Now We Drink Ghost Tequila. <laughs> and Now We Drink Ghost Tequila. And Now brought We to you Drink Ghost Tequila. Ghost tequila. Yep. Dot, dot, dot. Right. Okay. I'm fine with that. Uh, okay. how, much, how much you want to sell your soul for? <laughs> Not much. It ain't worth much. It's you know, kind of been divvied up a little bit already. All right. That's fair. That's fair. It's going to be like the Ghost Tequila and Taco Bell our oh, no, 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 come on. We're in LA. We can get real Mexican. All right, that's fair. I, I will find some no, no, real. I just meant like how low can you sell out? That's all I meant. I was trying to think of the worst example, you know, well, selling out to corporate America. Fair enough. Well, you guys aren't corporate America. Not yet. Give me a couple of years. Well, I, <laughs> I'm happy to be in on the ground floor if you do become corporate America. I'm kidding. I don't want to be corporate America. <laughs> I'm out. All right. I'm out. All right, that's fine. Doom's whiskey. Come on. No, okay. I heard ah. about that stuff. Is it good? Yeah. Okay. Real good. Um, it's actually owned by friends of ours. So. Oh, nice. Cool. I was just at their tasting on Saturday. Oh, cool. So, actually, speaking of Dooms, they're able to ship to anywhere in the country, even the states are not being currently distributed. Can we do that? With oh, I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> you're, you're asking me this because I just slid a $20 bill across the table. Huh? <laughs> it was only a single. but <laughs> Yeah, so I said this earlier, but we're only sold uh, in bars and stores in certain states in the country right now. It takes a long fucking time to go to a new state, so we're working on it. But in the meantime, yes, you can order from our website, ghosttequila.com. On our website, there's a map that shows all the bars and restaurants and stores in the country that we are sold in. You know, If you put your zip code, it'll drop a little pin. Um, and then... Also, on our website, there is a link where you can order uh, product, and they'll ship it to you. Um, they Obviously, like shipping ain't cheap because it is alcohol, but 
it is a cheap tequila compared to the other stuff you're going to find in the store at this price range. It's 100% agave. So uh, for, for something in that price range, we're, we're really decently priced. And really tasty. I'm not just saying that because he's slipping me 20s. <laughs> Have we even do, – do I need to say what it is? Do you, I mean, I guess if people listen to your podcast, they've already – like, do they know it's spicy tequila? Do I need to explain what this shit is? Oh, we talked, we talked we talked the fuck it? out of it, but you can say it again because that was a few. That was like twenty several, plus. That was twenty plus episodes. That ago. was like was oh, it really? Yeah, yeah, that was a long time. So you please tell the like, listeners right now. You know, it's fun. What's funny is like we started talking months ago, and I was like, one day I'm going to be in California. We're going to do this thing, and I'm fine. I'm glad it finally happened. And then like an asshole, I had to cancel last time. And then tonight I was late, so I'm a douchebag. I'm sorry. But you are a douchebag that brought many gifts, so that makes up for it. It's true. So uh, the quick elevator pitch, it's 100% agave tequila infused with ghost pepper. So it's got a spicy mm. kick to it. That's the, the ghost pepper extract is what gives that the, the kick. Uh, you know, It's a very versatile product in that if you go to the college on the dye bars, um, there's a lot of people doing shots of it you know, or like shot in a beer with a boiler maker. Um, and then if you go to like the restaurants or the craft cocktail bars, they're doing the obvious ones are spicy margaritas, bloody Maria's for brunch. Yum, yum. Mexican mules. A lot of people do, which is just a Moscow mule with tequila. Um, my business partner loves Negronis, which is kind of interesting for, you know, a spicy tequila, but it works. Uh, and then so on and so on. I've seen a lot of bartenders get pretty wacky, uh, you know, crazy cool cocktails. But if you just want to make something at home, margaritas and, Mules and Maria's are the best way to go. Are, is there a cocktail list on the website? There's a few on the website, but they are very basic. So, you know, it's, it's basically what I just said. Margarita, Moscow Mule. Um, the, the thing I always tell people to do is, like, take your favorite classic cocktails and swap in Ghost for whatever the base is. Nine times out of ten, it'll work. <laughs> you know, uh, you'll just make a spicy version of whatever that cocktail is. We are going to add more complex cocktails to that menu. If anybody's really curious, we have a you know an in-house mixologist who comes up with really cool stuff. Ooh, nice. If if you know, I don't know when we'll get around to putting it on the website. If you really want to hear some cool cocktails, send me a message on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, and I will send you that list of recipes. If you you know want to get fun and experimental at home, we encourage fun and experimental here. <laughs> I see yes. what you did there. Like anal. <laughs> That's not experimental. That's no, I know. Basic. I know, I know. But on the podcast of yours that I was listening to on the way here, it was like a whole episode about anal. So, Yeah, I think we talked only about anal. <laughs> there was like an entire episode. Yeah. So he was listening to the Charlotte episode. It was Charlotte. Yeah. 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 She likes the butt stuff. I, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but you said experimental. I got excited. So. <laughs> <laughs> to the folks at home, do not. But chug ghost. Yeah, just don't. Oh God, that would if that would. Uh, don't do it. Just might, don't do it. That might burn. Honestly, a do, bit. look, you can do shots of ghost, but honestly, don't chug this into any part of your body. No, I, I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. there goes my night. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> Ghoul. Uh, uh. Oh boy. But definitely don't butt chug it. Yeah. Don't butt chug it. I feel anything. like if you butt chug it, you're just asking for a... Uh, Besides uh, a painful death? Yeah. Fatality. I think, yeah, that would... Yeah. <laughs> don't die. Call back. <laughs> Toasty. I feel like you have a good fatality voice. You have to do it. Come on, you got this. Fatality. No, that was, yeah, that's uh, much better than mine is. Yeah. It was all right. It was all right. No, it's, it's, it's great. You have a second career in uh, video game voiceover work. Well, shit. Someone hit up my representation. 
<laughs> That's Cruz. It, it's Annie, right? Yeah. <laughs> She's like, wait, what? I'm busy. <laughs> She's like, I'll get to that email when I get to it. Right. Uh, <laughs> I have 20 other jobs. Managing Matt's career is kind of at the I bottom. Know, seriously, you're like a workaholic. I am. Every time people meet me, like, what do you do? I'm like, where do I start? <laughs> yeah. That's me. I can't, I can't sleep at night because I'm just laying awake thinking about the shit that I could be doing while I'm laying down. It's like, yeah. oh, fuck, I got to answer emails. Me, it's constantly having to be creative, you know? Because yeah. I have two podcasts, a radio show on Sirius XM that I don't have a co-host. I do that all by myself for an entire hour. And then I work in the marketing department of, uh, of a nightclub, and then I also work in bottle service at a nightclub. So it's kind of like... Damn. Yeah. Yeah, I'm... Uh... Lots of stuff, man. And then, you know, occasionally I'll dance, but... Yeah. That's well, good. We're we're kindred spirits. I'm also a part of a um, a theater company in New Orleans. Shameless plug number two. If anybody's in New Orleans and wants yeah. to see some live theater, please do. I love I the, love that shit. Mm-hmm. Check out the Nola Project. N O L A. Like the New Nola Orleans, Louisiana. Okay. Yeah, they, we okay. do like five six shows a season. Musicals, Shakespeare. This is what I was into before I got into the liquor business. The so. next WrestleMania is going to be happening in Nola. Oh, really? Yeah. When is that? I believe April. It's March or April usually. Is it March or April? I think Thought it was I don't follow professional wrestling anymore as much as I used to, but I really thought for a second there though you were going to say that you danced too. But I so uh, well, what kind of dancing? Like the, the same as she Annie. does. God, I wish. How cool yeah, would that it be? is April, April of next year. Yeah. Okay, cool. I was thinking March, but yeah, it's April. Well, th- but in is... Nola, in Nola. Nice. What's the? Does it say the venue on there? I'm just curious. It the says arena? here the Mercedes Benz Superdome. Okay, yeah. Where the Saints play? Yeah, it's yeah. a big venue for that. Um, for pro wrestling, not so much. Well, there's a there's a an arena next door. Yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, WWE pulls that much audience these days. Right? They do. Okay, they do. All right, well, it's that makes nuts. sense. I would hate to be in the nosebleeds and like looking at ants. No, you're just That's staring tough. at the Titantron at that point. You're just staring at the monitors. You might as well be watching it at home. I might as well just go home. Yeah. They had a uh, an event um, in LA recently where the tickets. We were looking at the tickets and stuff, and I was like. Certain parts, it depends on where you click, you know, right. it's like, then they're, oh, here's the stage, and then over here, and then I was like, for a hundred bucks, you can get some decent seats, man, but then, if you go on the other side, opposite that same area, it's like double, oh, more than yeah. double, it's like quadruple, I'm like, what the fuck? Well, it's because where the hard camera is, so you can be on TV. Yeah, 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 that's true, actually, that's true. That's I went true. to, when I was a kid, I went to... See, I know shit. <laughs> it was like high school, maybe. I was, um... I was really into WCW during the NWO years. Yeah, that yeah. shit. Like Hollywood Hulk Hogan, um, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash. Um, and those, there was an event, I forget which one. It was like Nitro, whatever WCW did, uh, in New Orleans when I was in high school. And it was like, this is, you know, I mean, wrestling was big back then, but you could, for like 100 bucks, get pretty close. Yeah, it but was that was 20 years a- ago. 100 bucks went a little... Yeah. But, but yeah, I guess what I'm saying is like, it, there were not as many people there as I thought. As, as there... As I thought there would have been at that time. I don't know if that makes sense, but... Um, no, it totally does. It totally does. I guess does. wrestling is just like... And also it was WCW, right? So they were the second during that day because WWF was... Though for Nitro, WCW during the Monday Night Wars put on a much better show. Yeah? You think so? Definitely. I mean, well, because they were giving away pay-per-view level matches on Monday Night for free just so they'd beat Raw in the ratings. Oh, I didn't know that. I um, For me, at that time period, I loved WCW because... Having grown up watching Hulk Hogan be the good guy, when he became the heel for for WCW and he became Hollywood, that was so fucking cool when I was a kid for some reason. I love seeing him team up with the bad guys and Scott Hall, he would flick the toothpick. That whole crew, 
the whole NWO thing, I just I, I was so into more so than I was what felt like at the time the more clean cut WWF. Well, even in the Attitude Era, which was going on in WWF at the time, I didn't like how cartoonish the characters were. Yeah, where the WCW characters seemed much more grounded. Yeah, yeah, they had less like superpowers. Right, they were going by their real names. They were Scott Hall, Kevin Nash. Right. Yeah, Hulk Hogan's his you know stage persona, but sure, it's not as outlandish as. The Undertaker, or the Big Boss Man, or, or the IRS Man, or yeah, IRS uh, and Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man, Money Incorporated, Doink the Clown, right? <laughs> Remember that dude? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so WWF was so outlandish at that point, and they jumped the shark. They jumped their own shark. They did. And on top of it, in those days, I was a really big Goldberg mark. Oh yeah, I forgot. Like about Goldberg, Goldberg was having his major run, like undefeated, just wrecking people. What a weird character. He was looking back. Do you remember the um, Buffalo Bill from Science of the Lambs? Oh, yeah. He reminds yeah. me of that for some reason. Okay, that's funny. I don't know why. You look at Goldberg. It just I, can't, I imagine Goldberg saying, um, no, wait, I'm thinking of somebody different. Who's the guy who's. thinking of Gold Dust. Gold Dust. That's WWF. Oh, okay. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Now I look like an idiot. So Gold <laughs> Dust. Gold Dust, the guy in like the full spandex. Yeah, yeah. He was always such a weirdo. Now I remember who Goldberg is. Goldberg was just like a, the big angry Jew. Yeah, and he was just like a normal looking dude, like buff, but he like didn't have any crazy special powers or anything like that. No, he just didn't talk much and wrecked people. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yep. I was thinking of Gold Dust, sorry. Yeah. Polar <laughs> opposite of the characters there. What a fucking weird character Gold Dust was. Yeah. And that's Dusty Rhodes' son. Is it really? Yeah. Really? Wow. That's Random. That's Dustin Rhodes. I did not know that. Yeah. All right. Good to know. I was a big, you know, I'm not a, as much of a wrestling mark as Vance is, but <laughs> I don't think anyone could be. But I was back in the day. I was also really big into ECW at the, in those days. I never caught on to that, but I, you know, I, a couple people left the big guys and went to uh, ECW, right? Like Sting or somebody important? No, no. Uh, I mean, a bunch of the big names went through there, like, Made brief appearances, but... Okay. I don't know why I thought Sting. No, no. Um, some of the controversy was, like, Mike Awesome left with one, with the ECW belt and went to WCW at one point. How do you remember who that is? Not yeah. really. It doesn't really fucking matter. Yeah. <laughs> All right, fair. And somehow <laughs> we ended up on... Fucking wrestling. Oh. Yeah, I mean... Let's talk about something else. What, what, uh, we, no, we were we, just talking about NOLA. That's what brought up the thing. I was like, oh, yeah, New Orleans. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. Um, theater. Well, you were... You theater, were, yeah, because you were talking about theater. You were asking me... You you made a joke, like, wouldn't it be funny if you danced, too? And you meant dancing like she dances. Oh, yeah. My first thought is, since I studied musical theater, I took dance lessons. And I was like, how the fuck did you know that I took dance lessons? Because you took musical theater, right. obviously. Yeah, you can't you. have. <laughs> you can't really, like... Do Grease without, like, fucking dancing. This is true. This is true. Uh, I feel like a dummy now. <laughs> when, when, I'm not quite as dumb as I look on television. Jesus. <laughs> I think the three of us at this table have had, like, the weirdest career paths uh, of, of like, anybody I know. The three of us combined. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mine's, mine's a little odd. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. I... I Found out about what you do, uh, do, did last time we, when we first met, which was like, what the fuck? Um, oh, okay. All right. Uh, yeah. You have a weird career. Yep. I have a weird history. Uh, well, for me, I started off in music. Like, I, I mean, I do armed security, shit like that. You know, right. But 
I ran a record label at one point. I kind of fell into being porn adjacent. Yeah, non-speaking role in porn. No, no, speaking role, non-sex. Speaking role? Not sex. Right, okay. Non-sex. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of which, Davia and Navinese are coming out soon. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know if you you don't know if you're up yet? You're waiting till uh, nobody gives you the inside industry. I mean, it's pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty much sure I'm going to get nominated, but I don't want to jinx myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. No, but I'm hoping. I'm hoping for a nomination. I'm hoping for a win. Yeah. There's there's many other members of the tribe on the voting community, so (laughs) hopefully they appreciate the performance. Right, so we've got like music business, security, uh, porn. We've got porn, nerd podcasts. Former porn. For, right, of course. Yeah. Uh, I just mean like the progression yeah, of things, Yeah, yeah, progression, right? yeah. Porn uh, to... Nerd podcasts, screenwriting, all yeah. kinds of shit. I've got two independent films in post-production as well. Very cool. Mm-hmm. And then I went from musical theater to Disney to uh, liquor business. Yeah, we're a bunch of fucking weirdos, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's... It, it's come on. <laughs> Entertaining people don't have fucking normal lives. You know, who else also, it's have... kind of of the norm, too, in Hollywood specifically, when you meet people, that it's like, of the norm. Most, what do you do? Oh, well, where do I start? I do this, 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 and the other thing. And you're like, oh, okay. Well, yeah, everyone's got to have three jobs to afford rent. <laughs> yeah, well, and that, that's, such a, yeah. that's such a big leap. I'm sure this is something that has been analyzed over and over again. But I feel like it's such a big leap from the last generation. You talk to baby boomers and they're like, or even Gen Xers, and it's like, yep, I got yeah. a job and that's what I do. And for people our age, it's like, oh shit, we have to have eight jobs in order to pay for anything. Well, and the thing about it is, I feel like our parents, our grandparents' generation instilled in our parents' generation, like, get your blue collar job, pump out your kids. This is what life is about. Right. And if you lose your job, you're fucked. Just all you have to do is just keep your job. Right. And if you're loyal to the company, the company will be loyal to you. Right. Ain't the case these days. Also depends on where you come from, too, because I know people from my hometown where, um, you know, like, they marry their um, high school sweetheart. Oh, now I have 3.5 kids, and now I'm just going to be a housewife while my husband works and pays for this family to be a family and blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like... That is so boring. Anyways. <laughs> I, but, yeah, I mean, I think you can find those people anywhere in the country, right? No, for and sure. To some extent. For Definitely. Sure. Yeah. But it's amazing to me how that's all they know, because that's how they're, you know, like, oh, my parents have been together for, you know, yeah. every year they met well, when they were in high school, and then I met my man when he was in high, when we were in high school, and so now I have kids, and you know, they don't travel, they, don't, they just stay. And no, I met a girl while I was in Montana. Like, I was working in Montana years ago, and met a girl, was kind of kicking it out for a minute, and she's like, oh... I don't want to travel until after I get married and have kids. That's more important than seeing the world. And I'm like, what? That is the polar opposite of how you want to do this. Yeah. Like, if you have kids, pump out a bunch of kids, you're not going to be able to travel the world. Like, yeah. you, you may be able to in 20 years when you're like, ow, I'm tired. I'm just going to. Yeah. Like, the, it blew my mind. Like, that, that's your priority to marry off and have children. And then maybe see the world if it's convenient later on. You guys need to get down to the south at some point and spend some serious time there. I mean, I went to you, – you would hate it. I went to an all-boys Catholic military oh college prep God. high school. And I swear to God, there were people married my senior year of high school because that's what you do. You know, there were – and we had a sister school. Uh, it was Dominican. And, oh. um, and there was another one, Mount Carmel, I think. But the point is, is that, like, my senior year, there were guys that were engaged or married because, like, down there, it's like – uh, you're 22, 23, and you're not having kids yet. What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. Are you one of them queers? Basically, yeah. I mean, that's 
that's basically what they would ask you. Like, why aren't you, you know, why aren't you married yet? What's wrong with you? Um, and you know, I'm 32 and I'm not married and don't have any kids. I, there's something seriously wrong. And with you me. do musical theater. <laughs> I'm very obviously <laughs> something is wrong with me. <laughs> yeah. Womp, womp. Womp, womp. As much as we rag on the South, there's definitely awesome pockets of shit down there. Too. Oh yeah. I'm allowed to rag on the South cause I'm from there. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, but yes, you are. I love the South. I love Louisiana. I love new Orleans, but Man, does it have its fucked up uh, issues. Like anywhere. Absolutely. New Orleans has some special fucked up issues, but... (laughs) (laughs) Yes. But thankfully, it could be worse. It could be Alabama. That's right. Shots fired, Alabama. What are you going to do about it? (laughs) You just skipped over Mississippi? Like, how could you just skip over Mississippi like that? Uh, Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, actually, Alabama has better beaches. Okay, fuck you, Mississippi. Come at me, bro. I was about to say, like, I was in... What fucking, co- like on the golf uh, Gulf Shores or Orange Beach? One of the major cities in Alabama. Okay, yeah, it's got to be or where's no Bluffs in Mississippi. Yeah, it is. I should know this. Um, I yeah, I mean, I know the general Alabama is very short once you're driving across it. Yeah, so it's within a you know small range. Rad seafood, rad seafood, yeah. couple decent dive bars. Mm-hmm. You know, Louisiana is all swamp. Mississippi, it starts to, the water gets a little bit nicer. Once you hit Alabama, the beaches start getting really nice. You start getting white sand, a little bit of blue water. It's still a little brackish, but, you know, the further towards Florida you go, the nicer it gets. Florida just stole Alabama's coast. Basically, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking panhandle, man. Yep. They're just like, (laughs) no, this is Florida, bitch. Right. There's a, there's a, um... A bar, anybody in the South will, will know this, because it's a, uh, it's a shit show. There's a bar, literally on top of the line between Alabama and Florida, and it's called the Florabama. And you can be inside the bar and straddle the lines, the state line, uh, between Florida and Alabama. And it is, it's like a college shit show bar. But Do they have two different liquor licenses? That's a good question. I don't know, and I'd be curious. Anybody listening to this, please message me and let me know. Uh, but yeah, I, that's a really good question. But it's... Um, Everybody from the South always is like, let's go to Florabama, especially because it's not too far of a drive from New Orleans. It's only a few hours. So uh, what a weird – yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a weird place right there on that, straddling that, that uh, Florida-Bama line. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. I've never <laughs> been to the Panhandle. I've it's never- nice. There's some cool – like Panama City is nice. Destin, Florida is nice. It's become very uh, family gentrified, whatever you want to call it, commercialized. Over the last like decade, but you know, when I was in high school, it's like if we were going to like steal our parents' car, that's where we would we would go drive there because it's only a few hours. Yeah, I I, I can only imagine because fuck, it's not Mobile. What the fuck is Mobile, it, Alabama? Is a, um is on the might have been Mobile then. Yeah, or Gulf Shore is one of those. It was one of the major cities. Yeah, I know. I somewhere. drove from there back to New Orleans back in like under a day. Like oh yeah, so. I mean, because between Alabama and Louisiana, right, is Mississippi. And to get from New Orleans to Mississippi, it's like 45 minutes. To get through Mississippi, it's like 45 minutes. Yeah, I mean... Maybe, I, no, it's less to get through Mississippi. I drove in, did what I needed to do, met up with my buddy at Country Club. <laughs> did what I needed to do. <laughs> took a shit. <laughs> took a shit. Went, yelled at some people. Because... I was supposed to have equipment in Alabama that was never shipped from New Orleans, so uh, I gotcha. drove and picked it up. Uh, Went to Country Club, got day drunk. Oh, Country Club in the Maroney Bywater? Yeah. 
Oh, I love that place. Yeah. It's no longer nudity allowed, unfortunately. Oh, that's a know, fucking shame. I don't know if when you went there. Oh, no. Was, my buddy, like when I showed up, showed up naked, like from the. Yeah. Yeah, I think they realized they could get more money. Again, it's a tourist thing. They were, you know, they were only attracting a very small clientele for a long time, you know, with the nudity, with allowing nudity. And then I think as the place got more popular, they realized, oh, we have a lot of tourists in here. We can make more money if we make it uh, no nudity allowed. I'm guessing. That's a fucking shame. It could be for other reasons. It could be for health reasons. Who knows? But I'm just guessing, like... I think that when they made it uh, no nudity allowed, then I'm, I'm sure their numbers went way up. You know, money. <laughs> yeah, but it's still a cool place where the ghost is on a cocktail on their menu, which is cool. Nice. So. Yeah, I, last time I was there was 2014. So yeah, lots changed. Lots changed. That fucking city. Yeah, it's been three years since I've been in New Orleans. So yeah, it's been three years. Shit. Yeah, year for me. It's been a year for me. Let's go, guys. All right, right now, podcast over. We're getting on a plane. I've only ever been twice, too. I want to go back. <laughs> yeah. I, go back. I like well, that place. I'll give like you it. all the... I don't know what you've done so far, but I'll give you all the suggestions. You know, I'm, I've done a lot. Been I'm, to, I'm a New Orleans recommendation machine, basically. I forgot what cemetery I went to. That was a lot of fun. Probably cemetery. Uh, St. Louis number one. Saint, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. the one that... I think that's... Is that that's, the, where that's, yep. that's where Marie Laveau's. That's where Marie Laveau's. Uh, mm-hmm. Yep. That's the one everybody goes to. Mm-hmm. That's Jambalaya in town. I even rode the... Um, the uh, the streetcars, you know, yeah. The streetcar named Desire and all that. Yeah, uh, I grew up like right off the right mm-hmm. near from there, right near the remember, St. Okay, Charles. I did so much my first trip out there, I can't remember. But um, either, oh god, people in New Orleans are gonna whoever's listening to this is gonna be like, fuck you. Um, <laughs> uh, that's a tough call. Uh, I can whittle it down to a couple. Either Giacomo's. Liuzes. Why does that sound so familiar? It's a Jack- very famous restaurant. I feel like I've been there. Or, um, oh man, yeah, maybe Giacomo's. Giacomo's is one of those places that started out as a local secret and has become more touristy, like everything in New Orleans. And because of that, is kind of um, you know people start to locals start to go you know like uh, raise their nose at it. But it's one of my favorite places um, in New Orleans. That's where I send friends who are visiting, too. Yeah, nice. Um, I don't think it's not like Mother's that has a goddamn line down the street. Uh, no, Giacomo's has a line, too, and they don't take reservations. Mother's is great. Oh, I, man. that's. <laughs> I will go to Mother's for po'boys, but I won't go there for, like, dinner for entrees. Mother's is my place for, like, sandwiches for lunch. But if I'm going to dinner, um, I really like Giacomo's is one of my favorites. If oh. I want New Orleans-y food, you know. Well, uh, when I'm in New Orleans as a tourist, I want New Orleans-y food. Sure, of course. Yeah. I want all of it all food the time. Is so good. Yeah. I think the two weeks... I was down there for a two-week span in 2014. I don't think I ate a vegetable in two weeks. Good. Good. You did it right. And if you did, it was fried. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's or, like, oh, deep-fried okra. Okay. Or it was covered in, like, butter and Tony Saturies or something like that. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, no. It's, just, it's like... When I think about New Orleans food, I both start salivating and also feel like I want to throw up, you know, because it's like I'm starving until I eat it. And then I'm like, oh, God, it's going to kill me. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to die. So mm-hmm. th- that's what bumps me out about L.A. Like there is no good like New Orleans food here. Yeah. Mm-mm. There's good imposters in a lot of other cities. Chicago has a couple spots that are decent imposters. Mm hmm. I haven't found it in L.A. yet. Something that a chef, a friend of mine who's a chef in New Orleans once told me is that uh, 
you know, there really isn't a lot of good New Orleans food outside of New Orleans, unlike, you know, a genre of food like Chinese or something that you can replicate um, in a lot of other places. I, what this guy that I know told me is that the reason why there's no good New Orleans food in other places is because of the water and that the humidity. So what – I don't know if this is bullshit or not, but what he said was that um, – you know, a lot of cooking, especially with like the bread and gumbo and things like that, it's because the water is so different in New Orleans, and it gives it I've a very heard specific that taste. Somewhere, kind of, sort of. Yeah, it's something yeah. with the humidity. The wa- something and, with the yeah. And because the city's six feet below sea level. Yeah, I heard blah, that blah, too. Blah. Yeah, yeah. And I, I don't, I don't know the science behind this. Somebody listening could be like, yes. Somebody listening could be like, fuck you, you're full of shit. Yeah. But, like, um, where the fuck did you get this information but, from? But from what I understand, it's that because the atmosphere and the air and the water are so different, it causes things like the yeast and the bread to act completely differently or taste completely differently than it would elsewhere. So if you're making like the roux for a gumbo in New Orleans versus doing it somewhere in Northern California, it's going to taste very different just because of the atmosphere that it comes from. I don't know. Somebody tell me I'm right. Somebody tell me I'm wrong. I was trying to Google it, but I don't think I can find, I don't know how to word it (laughs) to find out if like. Just word it. Why does food in New Orleans taste better? <laughs> it's gonna just say like uh, because it's full of fried and sugar and butter. I've heard a rumor about this that Popeyes tastes better in New Orleans. This is true. Okay, you know what? This is one hundred percent true. I literally googled why does food in New Orleans taste better, and the first article to pop up, which is from twenty seventeen, in fact, this was written uh, just in July. It says why Popeyes is always better in New Orleans. <laughs> yep. This is true, and th- this is like 100% backed up by locals. Everyone knows and believes this. Anybody, anytime a local from New Orleans travels outside the city and goes to any other Popeyes, they're like, "Why did I don't understand okay. why it tastes like this?" That's interesting. This says, and I quote: "In New Orleans, Popeyes doesn't even qualify as fast food. It doesn't. Popeyes is kind of like um, the tradition." In New Orleans is you eat Popeye's on Mardi Gras Day like it's a holiday. So it's almost like turkey for Thanksgiving, you know, Popeye's for Mardi Gras. So you get Popeye's and you sit on the street and you watch the parade. Uh, and it's it's a very, like, family picnic thing. It's kind of like a special occasion. Yeah. Sure, you can get Popeye's and, you know, drive through and pick out in your car. But the mentality that Popeye's is treated with is very different in New Orleans. It's very – it's – it's seen as above wow. fast food. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's it's created by a guy from New Orleans, this guy named Al Copeland, who. So Popeyes did originate in. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's it's it was this small little chicken shack in I think it was Chalmette, which is like a suburb of New Orleans. Okay. This guy who came up with the the recipe, um, and uh, he went on to start like uh, casual dining restaurants like TGI Fridays and things like that, but mm-hmm. local New Orleans places called Copeland's, which is just his last name. Right. Um, none of his restaurants did as well as Popeye's did, and he passed away, and his son and his family maintained the restaurants that he started, but they sold Popeye's. Here's the cool thing for from a business perspective. They sold Popeye's, the restaurants, to Church's Chicken. And the, ch- the company that owns Church's Chicken still maintains the Popeye's restaurant separate from Church's, right? They have two separate brands. Oh, yeah. I forgot what, there's Church's. Mm-hmm. What Copeland's did, the, the holding company, the parent company that was really smart is they only sold them the restaurants, not the recipe to the seasoning, to the, to the, the batter of the oh, chicken. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. Church's has to buy the recipe for the chicken from Copeland's, meaning that Copeland's forever has an eternal revenue stream of money coming in to purchase the recipe because they won't tell churches what's in the recipe that is that makes the chicken so, like, fucking addictive. Wow. Isn't that crazy? That's so smart. That's so smart. And 
also explain something that happened in my childhood. Two blocks from where I grew up, there uh-huh. was a churches, and then one day it was a Popeyes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's probably why. Also because Popeyes is better. Oh, far superior. <laughs> These days, if I see a churches, I just know I'm in the ghetto. Yeah. Yeah, and Popeyes is trying to rebrand themselves as being like a higher quality. Yeah, they're the you know. Louisiana Kitchen now. Yeah, exactly. They're trying to position themselves as like a culinary treat from Louisiana, which is kind of working. You know, I like their fast food dirty rice. Yeah, yeah, it is good. Um, com- you know, it's it's look, it's fried chicken. It's not going to be good for you, but compared to it's other- not. Uh, no, I'm I, not a doctor. I uh, <laughs> we, we have a lot to talk about. <laughs> Um, but anyway, yes. Can we talk about it over fried chicken? What? Can we talk about it over fried chicken? Yeah, let's go. Wait, is oh. there a Popeye's around here? There actually, is yes. a Popeye's. It's open until 4 a.m. I was just going to bring, I was actually just going to bring that up, that on Hollywood Boulevard, there is a, is that the one you're talk, thinking of? Of course. Yeah, the of one, course it is. And I'm curious, because I've never <laughs> been to that one, if it, you know, is any good, because it's like in the middle of the um, Actually, that is probably the worst Popeye's on earth. I, I'm they are often thing. out of shit. They're open until yeah. 4 a.m. And they have security. Like they have a yeah. security guard. Oh, I'm guard. Just, I can imagine, dude. I think we talked about this in the podcast before. That there's some. I traveled somewhere, and it was an area that was kind of sketch. That the um, that the um, this I can't remember what fast food joint it was, but they had uh, bulletproof glass for when you went to go order food. Yeah, inside of the drive-through. No, inside. I believe it. Inside the like, you go to order your food, like you're going into Burger King or some shit, and they have bulletproof glass. It wasn't Harold's Chicken in Chicago, was it? I think this is when we had that conversation because I was saying how I try, and I can't remember for the life of me where the fuck I was and what restaurant it was. I know it was like some kind of road trip. I think it might have been when I did a road trip to the Midwest that we stopped, and I can't. Remember but you where. haven't actually really been to Chicago except for Exotica, right? Yeah, and that technically doesn't even count. But next time you're in Chicago, speaking of amazing fried chicken. There is a chain of fried chicken places that are only in Chicago, though they're opening one in L.A. Ooh. Called Harold's Chicken. All of them except one location serve the, bull- the chicken through bulletproof glass to you. What? Yeah. What, like, um, for security reasons or for uh-huh. a gimmick? No, security reasons. Oh, no, reasons. security They're reasons. in the hood. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. But every chicken is fried to order. And okay. it's so good. That it is like, amazing. Do they just give you like a whole chicken? Uh, I mean, you can order it how you can order a half. I'm just imagining them dunking a whole chicken into a deep fryer. <laughs> but dead serious, they or they, they fry your order to order. Cool. Like there's yeah. never any like heat lamps, anything. Yeah, that's awesome. So, so you really want to call it in ahead, otherwise you're sitting there for 20 minutes waiting Harold's. on chickens. Yep. Okay. Cool. It is the best logo ever. It is a African American male in a crown and robe chasing a chicken with a hatchet. <laughs> Jesus, why it sounds mildly racist. <laughs> it started in the African American community in Chicago. Okay. All right, it's primarily in African American communities. Okay, all right. There is one in a like gentrified white neighborhood, and that's the only one without bulletproof glass. Okay, which something about bulletproof glass locks in the flavor, so you don't want to go to that one. <laughs> I, it, it's, it feels so much more satisfying when you eat somewhere where you feel like you're going to die, right? You're like, this could be my last meal. Oh, It feels I've, so much better. I have had friends who have been refused service at Harold's like, late night. They've rolled into like, one of the ones and like, I'm not cleaning you off the floor. Get out of here. Wow. Damn. Like, your ball's deep in the hood, and they're just like, no. Get the fuck out of here. That's what amazing. are you doing, white boy? All this food talk is making me hungry. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, lucky for you, I brought Popeyes. Ooh. Oh, wouldn't you'd be, be the hero. Don't tease. Wouldn't that be awesome if I just pulled Don't, that out from under the table? That would be amazing. I'd be like, let me eat all that right I brought now. it from New Orleans. It's still hot. Oh, my God. I don't know how. I don't know why, but I'm okay the, with the it. OG uh, because I, it was under my balls. I kept the whole thing under my balls. I don't care how. I said I don't care how. <laughs> but it is last call. Holy shit snacks, guys. It is last call. Thank you so much for joining us on our podcast and bringing some treats and whatnot. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, where can we find you online? Uh, Ghost Tequila is at Ghost Tequila on all the things. Uh, super simple on Instagram, uh, uh, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, me personally, I'm Richard A. Pomez, P-O-M-E-S, on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, and, uh, you know, use the Googles. Use the Googles. Look up Ghost Tequila, though. Yeah. Ghost Tequila. Because it is amazing. It is super rad. Thanks, guys. And yummy. And delicious. Mm. Matt Slayer, where can we find you? You can find me at Matt underscore Slayer on Twitter. Matt Slayer on Instagram. Matt F and Slayer on Facebook. Matt Slayer on Snapchat. I'm still confused on what my Snapchat is. He always fucks it up. Like, just look up Matt Slayer, and then if it's the wrong Matt Slayer, then that's really funny. Yeah, look for me, like, <laughs> animated, throwing up I devil just, I just want someone to find a different Matt Slayer and start sending fucking pictures or whatever, and then that person being like, who the fuck is this, and why are you sending me dick pics? Anyways, just kidding. Don't um, send me dick pics. Please don't. Please you don't. can find me at any fucking cruise on Twitter, at any cruise on Instagram, AnnieCruise.com for business, AnnieFuckingCruise.com for pleasure. Of course, you can find us at And Now We Drink on Twitter, at And Now We Drink underscore on Instagram, and Now We Drink on Facebook. Um, and thanks for listening, guys. And Now We Drink Ghost Tequila. Oh. And Now We Drink Ghost who do I, Tequila. Who do I write the check to? Matt Slayer. Okay. Thank you for having me. <laughs> <laughs> Night all. <laughs>